Alright, what's up everybody and welcome to Video Game Purists. This will be episode 6. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas and joining me tonight, as always, on the East Coast, Mr. Trees. How's it going, sir? I have, I just took like um, three ibuprofen. Nice. And I'm drinking a Mountain Dew. Oh yeah, I forgot. Welcome yeah, to the coronavirus cast. <laughs> this is Fred. No, uh, I'm not going to well, do I, that. But <laughs> I figured out, like, uh, you know, I get up for work sometimes early, like mm-hmm. 5 a.m. And then uh, I realize so if I have a full day with the kids, by the time this podcast is rolling around my time, like at 9.30 p.m., yeah, like I'm fucking fading sometimes. It'll be like quarter of eight and I'm like fading. And I'm like, holy shit, man. I got to, I got to, I got to wake up here. So... <clears throat> Sometimes I need a nice Red Bull and mm-hmm. some some, uh, some headache headache medicine <laughs> because if I have a beer, I'd probably fall uh, face first on the keyboard. You and I are in the same boat. I uh, this this daylight savings uh, always rocks me, um, and uh, this is no exception. Uh, and that's mostly because I like to do stuff when it's dark out and when everybody goes to bed Mm. and I like to wake up when it's light out. So it does the reverse of what I want. A lot of people apparently love getting up when it's still dark out and I don't. And Mm. then, um, they love that like the sun goes down later and I don't like that either. So for me, it does the reverse effect. So yeah, same thing. I was at, I was with my wife. We ran to the grocery store because, uh, we didn't have any shock in this house. We didn't have anything for dessert. And like my wife and daughter will (laughs) kill me if that's the case. So we were there and I was like, do I get a beer for tonight? And I said, Hun, I just don't think I can. I think I'm just going to mm. do coffee. So I'm doing coffee tonight. And I'm nice. glad I did because right before this show started, I told you I was reading Hulk comics and I did the 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 nod off thing a couple of times. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem is my son, he's three and a half and he doesn't, he won't go to bed by himself. As in we can't mm. just put him in his bed and leave the room because he'll just get up and come out, out of the room. Like right. he won't stay in his bed. Right. Like he doesn't want to go to bed ever. The kid would bounce around the house all night if we let him. And my eight-year-old's the same way. So basically, me and my wife take turns, and we, this is like a little rocking chair in the corner, and we basically sit there like a prison guard. You know, <laughs> must have a, <laughs> a rifle across our lap. You know, <laughs> and like get back in bed. And basically, if he knows we're sitting there, he'll just kind of lay down and he'll fade out. But me, you try to creep out of there, he'll just like, "Where are you going?" And I want to come with you. Yeah, at oh. this at this point, we just tell our kid, like, and again, your son is way younger than our daughter, but uh, Autumn, we just tell her, hey, look, you don't have to go to sleep. Right. You can't turn your light on, and you are just in this room. Uh, she has a nightlight, though, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. even say it's a nightlight. We just put up... Um, like Christmas lights, like around yes. her room. Yes. Yep. So running the uh, perimeter of her ceiling, where the ceiling and the wall meet, she's just got a bunch of different cascading uh, Christmas lights, and it's not too bright, but you know she's got a glow. And so mm-hmm. we're like, if you want to, like, you know, she she's reading right now, and so like, yeah, she's not going to pick up a chapter book and start reading. She can't see it well enough. But if she wants to read, like, go back through some of like the picture books of when she was a kid and just kind of like skim them. She can do that. Or if she wants to draw a picture or something like she can kill time in there before she passes out. And she also has a, uh, a uh, Google mini uh, and we play like music for her. So uh, she usually goes to bed to the eighties. So she's my kid. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, I usually just I just sit in that chair and I play on my phone, right? That makes sense. Yeah. And I just I just play all types of games, <laughs> and I have those games that are like the um, busy work games where it's like mm-hmm. you like you turn it on, you collect all your stuff, you set up your moves. Right, that take like hours to complete. Come you back in fourteen minutes, and, and yeah. every night, like I come back and you know, and I do stuff. So I have a lot of games like that, and uh, but the problem is I doze off in there. But yeah, you know, yeah. so he dozes off and I doze off, and I'm sitting in this chair. My wife, my wife lays on the floor. She just she don't even hide it. She has a pillow, <laughs> yeah. and she just like fall. She sets an alarm on her phone, and she'll just sleep on the floor. But I was gonna I say, can't... like my wife and I, when we used to lay with Autumn, we'd just pass out and then just wake up, and it's morning. Like our alarm would go yeah. off on our phone, and they'd be in our pocket, and we hadn't yep. charged them all night, and we were like, Phew. "Yep." My yeah. wife does that once in a while. Yeah. She'd be in there in the morning. But, anyways, so the point was, it's like I'll be in there dozing, like tonight, <laughs> and he he would not go to sleep. I went in there with him around eight. And he did not want to be in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my whole thing is head on the pillow. That's what I tell him. Head on the mm-hmm. pillow, kid. Head on the pillow. And he doesn't want to. And eventually he does. He just gets bored of fighting, right? Yeah, that's like, a, yeah. that's that's what breaks him down. Yeah. The minute he tries to put his feet on the floor, I stand up. And I put him back in, like, lay him back down. And eventually he just gets tired of doing that and he'll pass out. <laughs> yeah, he's but like, it was this like, game's no fun. I'm passing out. It was like 9.02 tonight before he like was out. So I've been sitting there an hour, and I was like, I was dozing. So that's when I got up, and I had to grab some aspirin because I sort of had a headache, and I grabbed the Mountain Dew. That's when I texted you. I was like, I'm ready whenever you are because let's go because <laughs> I need to be moving. Yep, Keep yep. My limbs moving. So anyways, yeah. I absolutely get you. It's same, same boat here, although, like I said, a different circumstance, but yeah, same thing. And like – like I'm an active guy in that I go to the gym and stuff like that, but like I'm a couch potato by design. I just mm-hmm. do active things so that like I don't I, I I actually don't even mind if I'm lethargic by design. Like I'm one of those people who, yeah, I'll sit with my ass on the couch for like nine and a half hours, but because I got out for 90 minutes and went to the gym, mm-hmm. right? Like I did my due diligence. <laughs> and so I went to the gym at lunch today. I was happy. I got in my, my four miles and I, uh, and then when I got home, my wife was like, oh, you got home a little early today. And I said, yeah, I wrapped up work a little early, so I came home. And when I say home early, like I usually get home around 6, and I got mm-hmm. home at like 5.30. Um, and she was like, oh, great. Well, then right after dinner, let's go for a like, you know, like a mile and a half walk. And I was like, okay, I don't really want to go for a walk. But we went for a walk. And then when I got back, it was like, oh, well, now let's do the homework with the kid. And then let's give her a bath and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, you give me a bunch of chores. And now I'm tired. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, but uh, enough about us being old. Mm-hmm. Um, coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, what about it? It's taking um, down public events left and fucking right. They canceled the Boston uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade. Oh, shit. That's a big deal. Yeah? Yeah, they just canceled I it. heard they canceled the Ire Like, in Ireland, <laughs> they canceled the St. Patty's Day Parade, too. It's bananas. I mean, I haven't gone in years, but, you know. No, they canceled South by Southwest, the concert. Mm-hmm. Um and Conduit, the uh, tech showcase in late June, Ugh. got canceled. Um, I say, <clears throat> I say it's a wrong approach. I say 
let this virus go everywhere quickly. Well, yeah. Let it so, get out there. Let so it- here's here's the thing that yeah, like we won't we we and I listened to last week's show. I'm sure you did too. But like, so we're we're those podcasters who are aware of what we said last week. So I don't want to belabor any points, nor do I want this to be that long of a conversation unless you're really hankering to talk about it. But. Events are going down, uh, and the only reason I wanted to mention it was uh, for E3. Now, um, people are over-dramatizing what's going to happen with E3 because, frankly, the E3 that I think you watch, and I know you're not as active as I am. You know, I'm a Mm -hmm. little nutball about it. Um, (laughs) E3 is we know it as people sitting at home who watch the press conferences and then just make 16 hours of podcasts about it. That's me. I'm guilty of that. Don't worry. I won't really be doing that this year. I'm actually thinking about trying to do all of the announcements in like two hours. And, uh, basically if it's a trailer and we know nothing about it, you just go, there's a trailer, go look at it have a good Mm -hmm. day. Um, those are all going to happen. Microsoft will do its press conference even if it's to an empty room. You know what I mean? Sony, I think, is going to do something at or around E3 to talk about its stuff. And Nintendo will do its direct and its treehouse stuff. And all these companies will do that stuff. The only person this is to, and I know this might be a small portion of our audience, but if you're going to E3, if you actually bought public passes and you're planning to go, be wary They might cancel it. I have no idea right now. Of course, they say they're not going to, and they're not going to unless enough people drop out that they don't have a choice. And that's what happened to GDC. Um, But I'm weary because, you know, a lot of people dropped out. Like, forget Sony dropping out. Sony dropped out and claimed it was because of creative differences. Like, it wasn't the type of show they wanted to be at. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not sure if that's true or not. But now we're seeing weird other things, Trees. And I'm not tinfoil hatting. I'm just making it aware. So then we saw Jeff Keighley drop out. And if you remember, he does Judges Week and he does the Coliseum, which is a bunch of little talks, which are actually not bad. It's just, I went the first year when it was open to the public and it was a little closer to, like, being at E3 with a press pass, like it was quite close to that. The lines were kind of disjointed and everything that first year. So we kind of got away with faking it, you know, and I Mm. had some press credentials. So we got a lot of, I got a lot of appointments for me and Hefe to do where we just got to like fake, you know, again, we had public passes, but people weren't used to seeing them. So a lot of people didn't even realize that we were using public passes at our appointments. And it's just because I had PR contacts. Mm. That's a very different world than this year. So Keeley dropped out. So he's not doing Judges Week. I think Judges Week will still happen. It's just he won't be doing it. And the Coliseum's out. And he cited creative differences. Well, then I am 8-Bit, who's always done kind of like the public-facing front lobby of this stuff. Right. Um, okay. Uh, sorry. Um, I got a text that just basically said, you don't have to do anything right now. I was like, okay, then why'd you inform me? Anyway, um, <laughs> but... Uh, but then I am 8-Bit, who were put as creative directors of this whole thing for this, whatever this was going to be, this consumer-based show, right? Mm-hmm. They were trying to pax it up. Right. Um, they just quit in the last week. Mm. And they said they cited creative differences. Nobody's talked about coronavirus, and I do right. not think that has anything to do with this. And so what the fuck are they doing? I guess we'll find out soon. But assuming it happens... It's not looking good to the point that I'm like, if you can sell your passes, you might want to consider it if you haven't booked your flight yet, which it's mm, early March. Sounds... People may not have booked their flight yet. And you're most people should be able to get their money back on their hotel if they've booked something. Um, 
you may want a second guess actually going to this thing because you can't go to the press conferences. Those are still closed to the public. And so, I mean, Microsoft, I think, raffles off, right? I think they raffle off like 200 um, seats out of like the 2,000 people who will try to get into that. Um, and they're get, they're selling, I think, like 15,000 public passes. And now that everyone who's behind the creative structure, like the only thing I thought about trees, and I doubt they would do this, right? Because there's just no way they're this stupid. But like, what could be so bad that all these people who have had no problems with this drop out? Like all the stupid shit I've heard with like, oh, what if it's all Twitch influencers? Well, no, mm. people like Keely and I am 8-Bit would eat that up. They'd be like, that would be fucking dope if we could have Mark Markiplier on there or Ninja, right? Like, they would be fine with that. They would roll with that. They can make right. that work. Look at Keeley's own awards show. So that's not what this is. Um, and so my only thought was, there's no fucking way they would charge to play a demo, is there? I that have no idea. Is this like... Um, so... Every year, E3 is always trying to find a new sort of identity, mm-hmm. right? They don't know what they want to be, right? Public right. show, trade show. Uh, well, because the yeah, public right? adores the idea of going to E3. The right. problem is is that they don't want to go to what it's become. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, and when E3 tried to, tried to, like, cut the public out, they almost died instantly. <laughs> so then they like tried to bring it back that way, but then, you know, by then, publishers were starting to do their own press conferences and online mm-hmm. streaming stuff. And Nintendo, obviously, with their stuff, the Nintendo Direct started a trend. Uh, and you remember when Nintendo was first doing that? It was like, oh my god, what are what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And it's like everybody followed them after. You know what I mean? Well, and all Nintendo did and, was no public press conference. Right. Their booth is huge at E3. They have a presence that's huge. But I mean, but you but, know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. things are changing, and, it, and E3 seems to be stuck in an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was this year an attempt they they wanted. Like, we don't know what they wanted, but it sounds like they wanted to do something different. It was going to be all about engagement and consumer facing. And then it sounds it, like the press stuff was going to be handled in the conference rooms upstairs. There's always been conference rooms upstairs, but, but yeah. But obviously stuff isn't working out and there's people not agreeing with each other. Yeah. And it's falling apart, but yeah. it's still coming up quick. Yeah. It's like the yeah. fire festival for, uh, <laughs> yeah. Cause we're basically two and a half months away. Yeah. I mean, the, that's where we're at. It's like, I've fire. turned in my PTO requests for that yeah. week. It's it's the fire festival for fucking... <laughs> it really is. Computer it's quickly becoming the fire festival, so... There's going to be nothing but ham sandwiches and wet mattresses in two months, <laughs> and, they will, and they won't pull out. They won't, yep. they won't divert. So it'll be interesting but, to see what happens, you know? Yeah, but I, I... And I don't know. Like, I've got a personal belief structure with... I'm seeing all these people who are game devs who are working mm-hmm. from home, and that must be nice. Uh, and they're all acting like if they went to work, it would be the plague. There was one nah. guy who I saw on Twitter. I don't... It doesn't matter who he was, but he was like a Microsoft guy, and he ran to the office to get some stuff, and he took some pictures about how dead the Microsoft offices yeah. looked. And a bunch of people who work for Microsoft jumped all over him and were like, get out of the office, you're spreading the plague and i was like okay it's not like that guys no chill out and what is everyone gonna do when we get to the end of march this won't have passed it's still gonna be going on microsoft 
I don't think is prepared to let everyone stay home all of April too. And all of May, eventually everyone's going to have to go back and face this anyway. And it stinks. Cause at the end of the day, I like E3. Right. I like yeah. when it comes yeah. on, I like watching the press conferences. That stuff's going to still be here. So that's the good news. You're mainly talking about that, that floor. Right? I'm like, talking you know, about actual attendees. Yes, a like lot of people don't talk on. about it, but yeah, E3 is separated, and it's it, it couldn't be a bigger ravine. On one end, you've got all of the press conferences, mm-hmm. and those I think are still kicking it real. Right, all the press people go to those and get the front row stuff, and they can shake hands with people and play demos afterwards and all that stuff. And it should be isolated to the press. And then they stream it publicly for everyone to watch at home, and you get the best seats in the house, and you get 4K versions of the trailers and everything. That that they've nailed. They've got mm-hmm. that down. It's the floor show that's falling apart, yeah, and well. they don't know what they want it to be. And whatever they're turning it into... Uh, when when you lose Keeley and I am eight bit who have been your biggest public facing supporters for the last uh, since you've started going to the public three four years, that's a huge red flag. That mm. whatever you're thinking about doing, whatever you're forcing on people, ain't gonna work. <clears throat> and they well. know it. They know it's gonna fall apart. And they will not be the ones who right. That's what Keeley and eight bit are basically saying. We will not be the ones who will take the fall for this. And we know this is gonna go to shit. Well, so I don't know. All, anyway. all I can say about this whole situation, anybody listening, is uh, just wash your hands, you dirty fucks. Just wash <laughs> your hands. Good advice vitamin, in general. Take some vitamins. <laughs> yeah. And uh, unless you're over the age of 50, relax. Yeah, yeah. As, as somebody who works in a lab, um, the CDC analysis that people don't talk about is um, that while it is 3.4 or 3.6%, uh, mortality rate um, or or fatality rate, um, it's actually skewed heavily by age. If you're over 50, it goes to 5%. If you're 50 to 60, it's 10%. If you're, uh, sorry, sorry, if you're 50 to 60, it's 5%. 60 to 70, it's uh, 10%. And then if you're 70 plus, it's like 20 to 25%. Right. And you, so might have been, you might have been going anyways. If you're under honest. 50, you've got almost no fear. And they've basically proven that kids, it's not even a problem for them. No. And then, kids are going to give it to grandparents. And when you're watching the news, be very careful of people saying, oh, uh, two more kids or whatever, self-quarantine. That just means they decided not to go to school. Yes, Self-quarantine exactly. Self-quarantine doesn't mean they're sick mm. <laughs> or have it. It just means, hey, I'm not leaving the house. So, so well, relax. And- don't let the news get you all uh, riled up. The news is great because it, it, it's like panic, panic, panic. And then in two weeks when everybody's panicking, they'll be like, why is everybody panicking? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, and, and you guys, just, just to cite a little bit of like what really <laughs> happened, I don't care what people say, PAX East still happened. Mm-hmm. And it had a great turnout. Everybody seemed to have a blast. And I've not heard one hint of coronavirus outbreak as a result okay. of it. I told- also want to point out what? <laughs> oh, nothing. Good. It's just. Uh, well, I also want to point out um, I'm planning to go to PAX West. So I've already booked the hotel. Um, <laughs> And uh, I didn't book the flight, though, because they don't announce the dates until, like, May 30th, like, Memorial Day weekend. And the hotel I can back out on. We got an awesome Airbnb, Trees. Uh, It's called the Tiger Room in Seattle. And it's got, like, 
crazy paintings on the wall were uh, me and uh, two buddies, uh, one of them who's a listener, Gren, uh, Matt, he'll be joining us. But uh, uh, it's like one bed and then like two like massive like chaise sectional couches that become beds they become like king size or sorry queen size or full size beds um so it'll be a fun this fun little place for us to just like hang out and it's in like the brewery district of like seattle <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> and so uh and then we uh and then it's right next to a, a subway stop and so people don't talk about it but the seattle public transportation not a lot of people use and it takes some time like you got to get on it like 45 minutes before you want to be downtown because seattle's really spread out but it's a quick and cheap way to just get around. So we have some fun. Um, so we've got the hotel booked. <clears throat> and unless PAX doesn't happen, which I doubt is going to be the case, uh, especially mm-hmm. West. I mean, that's all the way. Usually it's Labor Day weekend is what we're mm-hmm. counting on. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping to go. It should be fun. And if E3 gets canceled, it might be the the best chance people have, which th- that's the only downside is PAX tickets can go fast. And mm-hmm. if E3 gets canceled, PAX will be where the public gets their hands on these new games. Mm-hmm. And so it could get real crazy real fast. But I talked to the guys and I was like, we are planning to go, uh, you know, PAX goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And Saturday is the hot day everyone wants to go. But we're, we've booked the hotel for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday and check out Tuesday. So I said, hey, if we just get like Sunday, Monday tickets or something, we just spend the weekend having fun in Seattle. Like, and I think we're cool with that. So mm-hmm. it should be fun. Um, but I, I love going to PAX. PAX is really my, my favorite show to go to. Um, E3 is great if you can go as a press person, but that's really, you know, again, we've already talked about it, but mm-hmm. so PAX is where you go to just have fun. Um, and, uh, if you play new stuff that isn't out yet, cool. If you look at the line and go, fuck that, that's totally cool too. And you just have fun, you know? Um, nice. so yeah, and I've got some uh, contacts in the games press world, so it's fun to meet them at the bars after the show closes and stuff. So you know, I t- I tell people at work, I go, my insides are uh, there's so much Red Bull and Mountain Dew at me, and any so many chemicals. There's no mm-hmm. no no virus could live in there. <laughs> I said it just dies there instantly. You, you know, so, so I'm I'm fine. I'll be good. We'll see it. My my one goal. Uh, especially because they're about to bring it out is I know, or I have it on pretty good authority that uh, assuming they let them go, the Sucker Punch guys will be at uh, PAX because it goes to Tsushima. Mm -hmm. And I have hung out with the Sucker Punch devs um, after Infamous, Mm -hmm. after Infamous 2, and after um, uh, Infamous, uh, what was it, Last Light? Last Light. Um, Um... I can't remember what the I little... think it was the the PS4 one. I think it was Last Light and First Light were the two the but First Light was the little add-on the, pack. The right? add-on one, that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. But either way, uh and and again, it's no one in specific. I'm not friends with anyone at Sucker Punch, but I know the bar they go to, and so I always bump into them at PAX and I just hang out with random Sucker Punch devs and uh just chat with them about uh just 
life mostly, but they talk about game design, actually. They're, they're surprisingly fun with game design and stuff. So uh, I always like to go to try to find the Sucker Punch guys and, and, and just see what they're up to. And again, I don't barge in on a table or something. Mm-hmm. You just kind of like recognize a couple of people from the studio and you just go and say hi. And then you just gauge it. And I don't know, I'm, I'm just a conversational person. And so sometimes I find a way to organically get in there. So to be clear, these days, especially with the star fuckers out there, like don't barge in on someone's conversation conversation or anything but occasionally you just find a handful of guys just hanging out just chatting and you try to integrate into the conversation like you would at any bar and it works and so i've always had a fun time with that so it'd be it'd be fun to see if they're there again and 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 just chat them up but uh but yeah so anyway Mm -hmm. other than that so i just thought that was a fun thing to talk about because people can't shut up about the coronavirus so why not just do it also Mm. (laughs) Be like everybody else. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, also, did you notice that today's March 10th, Mario Day? Yeah, I did. Those sales suck. <laughs> what the fuck is Nintendo thinking? It's a Yoshi game. Yoshi. The games you want that are Mario games are not on sale today. No. No. They have one job. <laughs> Just discount these fucking games one day of the year, of fucking Nintendo. Is it so hard? Yeah, it is. They, yeah. They're like, yeah. Okay. They're like, here, if you want Mario Party or Mario Maker 2, nobody's buying that. You can have that on discount. Yeah. <laughs> or how about a Mario Craft- Plushie? Do you want a Mario hey, Plushie? We put the Crafted Yard demo back on the front page for you. <laughs> Fuck off. So You don't have to sorry. look for it anymore. We put it back up there. <laughs> so. All right. Sorry. I'm plaguing this with just random bullshit stuff that's off the top of my head because I pounded cu- my coffee real fast. Yeah. To wake up. So why don't I bow out and ask you, how's your week been, Trees? <laughs> <laughs> it's been fine. It's been all right, man. Besides watching my uh, my two neighbors' little dogs get mauled by another dog. Holy shit. The other day. Besides that traumatic thing. Uh, not much, man. Yeah, this lady no. was walking her two chihuahuas, man. And uh, there's an old lady in the neighborhood that takes in rescue dogs. Like she mm-hmm. fosters dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And she's one of those people that has like a bunch of big dogs, but like, you know, the skirt, the laws, like, you know, three are registered to her, but then three are registered to like her aunt somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So she has all these dogs and So yeah. she's running game. She's running game and someone's walking there too. I was with their daughter, my my daughter's friend. And uh yeah, they, they she's bringing the dog out to the car, but not on a leash or something. That thing just like beeline and like said eating the chihuahuas man like for real eating the chihuahuas yeah like put them in the yeah they're built they're both alive but they were like one has like throat torn out missing teeth like it grabbed it by the face it was a big dog like a big like big dog man and these were little yeah. chihuahuas now the one had puncture wounds all over its body and uh yeah my my daughter's friend was like covered in blood and it was brutal man i was like Hey, and then I was like, I got a call because I had to go over to the their house because the cops were there, and, and they have a nephew that that's there after school by himself. So I had to go get him and bring him over to my house to watch him because it, yeah, it was a mess. It's a big neighborhood to do, but wow. it's not good. Yeah, the no. dogs are both both at home, but it was like Jesus Christ. I haven't seen a good dog mauling since I was a kid. When I was a kid, people got bit by dogs at least three times a week. Yeah, dogs were just. <laughs> 
everywhere. When I was a teenager, I'd walk to my friend's house. You'd always have like like a dog stick, dog walking stick. Mm-hmm. You keep it in your like in your backyard next to the door when you left, and you just kind of walk with it in case the neighborhood dogs come at you. That's a real thing. We used to have a stick. Yeah. We'd do with, with, oh yeah. Some, yeah, it was nuts. Beat them off. Yeah. But, but oof, I'm just glad my daughter wasn't with her. She was supposed to go for the dog walk with them, and she oh shit not going. She has enough issues, dude. She's yeah, you just you just dog. saved yourself on the therapy cash register right oh there. She's kids nowadays. Like like I said, I saw shit like weed shit like that all the time as a kid. Just random, violent, horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, especially with animals, right? Like I just see neighborhood stuff with animals, and you, know? you just see rough stuff. But uh, she's never seen any violence, not like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, Ugh. but uh, on a different note, uh. Did some more retro store browsing, you know? Yeah. Made some purchases. Uh, I found a nice Joe Montana football. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw. Oh, uh, no. Actually, I saw you post something about Tommy Lasorda. So you did oh, yeah. find the Joe Montana football. <laughs> I found the Joe. <laughs> That's why I put a picture of the stitches on the ball, man. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I found a, I found one, uh, in the in the in the manual, good, but the case was jacked. The case is like the plastic was oh. torn off, and it had no hang tab. So you know how you work with those guys. I was just like, hey man, if um, I want that that you know Joe Montana, it, it had a price tag of like eleven bucks on it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I said I want that, but I just want to swap the case out for yeah. a, new, a better case. He's like, yeah, no problem. He goes, go grab the case you want. So I grabbed like a nice. Sonic 2 case. I was going to say, that's exactly what you go for. Everybody no, took care of their Sonic 2s because no one, just no one used them. No one used them. Yeah. So uh, he swapped it all out. And he's like, yeah, I'll get it. you know, that one's like five bucks. And then he had some you he had some old uh, PS1 memory cards. Even though I know you said you oh, had shit. one, but I was. Yeah. I, was just I do there. have them, but I haven't mailed you one. Yeah. yeah. I w- I, they were just there. Sometimes stuff's in front of you. And they I'm are like, cheap. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, hey, throw me one of those. And then. uh and then I then I was looking at the Sega CD stuff, and uh, <clears throat> he had a, um, Eternal Champions. Ah, right. It, it looks brand new, like the, really, the, yeah. In the manual, <sighs> I don't know if you remember Eternal Champions, but the manual's like oh, yeah. phone book. Like it's yeah. it has every move. Yeah. like the old manuals. Oh no! And that was that was Eternal Champions. God, I forgot what the. Something of darkness or something. Yeah, it's it's a, a it's MA seventeen because it's got uh, FMV uh, fatalities. It has something going on there. They're fucking gross, but they're great. Yeah, so they were like trying to go after the Mortal Kombat crowd. But, yeah, but they're not fatalities. They're, they're environmental fatalities. Yes, they are. So instead yes. of doing like a weird button thing, you just have to be in the right spot. Yeah, when at, you kill at them. the right yeah. time. Yeah, um, and. I kind of like Samurai Showdown, actually. I think Samurai Showdown was the same way. You had to was like it? attack it. Well, it wasn't environmental, but like it was, you had to do a certain type of final attack, and that you, caused the arterial spray. And yeah, you could yeah. cut a jugular on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I was like, "How much for this?" You know, I forget what he said, but basically, he gave me everything for thirty bucks. Wow! And I was like, "I don't think Eternal Champions is that cheap." I don't think so either. So. You know, good for you. So like, I, I don't think it's a super rare one, but it's, it's, it's one of those rare, ones where you'll pay for it. But it's more than basically twenty. Basically, with the other two things, 
mm-hmm. you know, basically I paid about 20 bucks for it. Damn. If you figure the other things were about right. 10 bucks roughly together. So basically I got Joe Montana for five bucks and I got the, yeah, worked out. I was like, that's a okay, good. Okay, actually, yeah. Eternal Champions, not as much as I thought. I guess that one's gone no, down. No, no, but can, it's it's 25 complete. Like that's, right. and that's starting. And then so. with shipping and stuff, <clears throat> you're looking at eBay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the problem with um, the Sega And disc CD only, game, you're getting 20 bucks. So like it, you may as well spring the extra money for the complete. This thing looks brand new. And I'll tell you right. what, the, the thing with anybody who looks for Sega CD games Sometimes they look all right until you go to open them, and then the case just just, just oh, yeah. crumbles apart because all the hinges are busted on them, yep. and, and so you know all the inside the black insert pieces cracked or falls out. Saturn Sorry. games have this problem a lot too. Do they? Um, uh, the American ones, uh, Japanese ones are in smaller cases, kind of like the old, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, but yeah, the big long boxes for the Saturn American games. Oh okay. yeah, they're just fucked. Oh, so I was very happy with that. Me and my son were playing some Eternal Champions. You know, if you're not triggering the fatalities, I was going to say I don't know how appropriate that is, yeah. but you're if, right. If you're not if you triggering don't trigger, those, yeah, if you don't trigger those, it's it's fine. It's just a cartoony. You know, I think up. I accidentally knocked a guy into a fan in the background, but he don't, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. he don't know what that is. You know, what I mean? he doesn't even have a clue. So, but uh, I forgot how goofy, how very uh, '90s those characters are. Oh yeah. You have like the cyborg kickboxer. Yeah. And then you have Rex. <laughs> yeah. And then you have Rex. And then you have the one um the trident guy. The trident guy, which I used to love. But I forgot the cool characters. Like there's that vampire guy that has like the skull hands and skull feet mm-hmm. like, like Terry rating. Um, there's the beast guy. Yeah, he's horrible. He kinda looks like uh Blanca. He's like a blanket knockoff, but he's yeah. he, he's terrible. Uh, the women- they, well, because it was kind of the time killers people, right? Like, I mean, Eternal Champions kind of seemed like a ripoff of the time killers characters, or vice versa. I don't know. Yeah, time killers was garbage too. <clears throat> yeah, but um, you know, but there's a there's you a know lot what you characters. need now, trees. What you got to complete it if you're going to go for '90s goofy fighters. Brutal pause of fury is in your future. <laughs> There's just no way around it. No, those were the first Sega C games I owned. <laughs> this is terrible. That is too. not a good fighter. <laughs> but I do want I do want Eternal Champions for the Genesis. I want the cartridge. Oh, uh, that's a good game. And that game. should be relatively inexpensive. Yeah, those are those are inexpensive. It's just a matter of getting them. And those are ones that I don't want to get off of eBay because you see them everywhere in the in the retro stores. You just mm-hmm. have to get the good combination of like, you know, a good copy. I think those were cardboard box ones too. I don't think Eternal Champions was in the. It is. I'm. Oh, it is really. Eternal oh. Champions. Yeah, there's there's plastic. I could have sworn I, it was only in the cardboard. I don't think so because I think that's another one that they just kept pumping out. So okay, I it's think possible. it spanned yeah. from like cartridge over to when they were still pumping it out. You know. Cool. Uh, anyways, so I did that and I was excited, and then I went on a because I had my Joe Montana football, which yeah. is still, by the way. A great football game. Yeah, fun fact, made by the Madden 93 team, mm-hmm. but Madden 93 and Joe Montana football are very different games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Montana's more arcadey, as I recall. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. You can, you can chuck it, man. You can yeah, chuck it's, very, it's very tech mobile-ish. I was going to say, it's very tech mobile, but it's <laughs> yeah. cool. You know? and you yeah, got, no, it's a fun game, and, and it got, looks good. And you got Joe saying stupid shit to you <laughs> once in a while. Not a lot. If you want more, you got to get... Uh, sports talk 
Joe Montana football. Number well, you two. know, you know, that's bred from Madden. Like John Madden in those Madden games, especially the early ones, was fantastic. He goes, "Well, you see, what he did was he uh, did a pass so that uh, the other team could, or so that his team could score." And it's like, "Oh, thanks, John." Yeah. <laughs> if you want to win, you got to score those points. <laughs> yeah. There's a joke that our local shock jock uh, Johnny Dare uh, in the morning. He works for the rock station. Um, he he's not a big as he puts it sports ball fan mm-hmm. and uh but he has a big joke where uh he'll always he he's a big drinker though so he's always in sports bars <laughs> and people are like freaking out around him cuz Kansas is a big sports town so is Missouri mm-hmm. Kansas City is and so he just always to be a dick he'll just look around the bar and go well cuz all these people would talk about like what happened in the game and he goes well isn't the purpose just to get more points right like that's how we win, right? We get more points and everyone says he's a dick. And so he has a big joke where he's just like, he always chants get more points. Um, <laughs> so, well, yeah. Joe Montana football still holds up. still fun. I played played a few quarters. Didn't finish the whole game. Man. I had to go, but my son was sitting on my lap and I, I was letting My him- brother-in-law's coming over and he wants to kick back with a couple brewskis on like Saturday night and kill some time. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should crack out the Genesis and the Joe Montana uh, football. Yeah, the first one, yeah. Yeah, no, no, the original. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. So so then I went on on eBay. I procured a nice Arnold Palmer golf. <laughs> okay, you're that, on that, your own for this one. That is in the mail. Listen, man, okay. that whole lineup's great. Okay, I'll, I'll trust you on this. Um, I love golf games, man. So Arnold Palmer tournament I golf. I certain golf games. Uh, all original boxes, right? The Vectograph boxes, because I want the whole mm-hmm. lineup. Uh, I currently am the winning bitter there's eight more hours to go on uh pat riley uh basketball <laughs> ah good old pat riley yeah and, uh, that's a mint one and then after that all i already have evander holyfield boxing real deal Did buster boxing. douglas well that one that one <laughs> believe it or not out of uh you know tarnal sword baseball is not hard to get obviously i'm i'm mm-hmm. looking for that one the only thing with Tarnal Sword Baseball, it's hard to get the original box. They're all the blue Sega classic box. Yeah, I because they re-released it, didn't yes, they? Most yeah. of them. So, but the Buster Douglas, a James Buster Douglas boxing. I'm yes. trying to look it up and I'm like, why can't I find it? It was James Buster. <laughs> I'm looking for Buster Douglas. Um, yeah, I would never have answered that trivia question. <laughs> it's the official title of it. Uh that one's a little tougher to sort of get especially in the original box and i'm not saying it's super expensive i'm saying there's not a lot of people offering them up yeah that makes sense um actually i did a series called diamond in the rough on gaming history 101 and i think the master system version of buster douglas boxing is like the most rare master system game out there do do you think it's just because he lost that title so quick before that game even came out i think like i think i think it's yeah i think it's because got out that game came out and like, yeah, it, he lost the title immediately. So I just don't think people bought it. That's what I mean. So it's like, I, I just wonder if it's like, it's, not, it's obviously not expensive to get. Like when I do see one, it's only like 15 bucks or something, but I just don't see them. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's funny. The Genesis one is like, Six bucks or something. If you can find a Master System one, cart only three hundred and fifty bucks. Nice. Complete eight hundred dollars. That would have had to been at the very ass end of the Master System, right? January first, nineteen ninety. Oh yeah, 
the Genesis was out in America already. Yeah, but like two years out, right? 89? Well, uh, 89. 89, one year. August 89 was uh, Genesis. Anyways, so my goal that I've become all consumed with, everything's on hold until I get my my Vector Box uh, sports Genesis games, the whole nice. collection. So yeah. that will happen soon. It's not has It's just a matter of uh, it's a little matter of time there. And uh, yeah, besides that, man, just uh, not much. Playing a few All games, right. and I'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it. Oh yeah, mine mine will be quick. Uh, so PC Engine Mini got delayed. Um, I'm almost done with my uh, notes for the lecture series, so I'll be recording the lecture this uh, this week. And it'll go live this weekend. I know people have heard me say that a couple of times, but you know, it just takes longer to do this research. And I want to do it right. I mm. just don't, you know, and that is always my problem is I always go back and I'm like, no, I can do this better. Or I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to rush this. And so I've got it down to like, I've practiced it a couple of times. I've got it down to a good presentation. I think I'm good and ready to go. Um, but yeah, then, the, then this thing got delayed. It was supposed to come out March 19th. Now they don't know when, uh, manufacturing got delayed. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I was a big turbo graphics fan. Um, and that came out at the same time as the Genesis 89, but uh-huh. a lot of people who, a lot of people didn't buy it. And so most people bought it. If you bought it, you bought it at the clearance when they dropped it down to basically they dropped all the games down to 20 bucks, put them in a big bin at Toys R Us, dropped all the consoles down to 50 bucks and uh just it was Toys R Us so they had the little sheets of paper and right. you'd go to the you'd go to the pawn shop the area the guy in the cage, the cage in the back yeah after you paid and show him your receipt you know your note to get your your fun <laughs> um but they dropped it down to 49.99 and i want to say this was right around when Sonic came out so probably summer of 91 was when this all happened mm-hmm. that was when i picked it up um might have been winter 91 actually i might have bought it with my birthday money but either way um and i it came with keith courage and alpha zones i bought legendary axe and splatterhouse with it which are two kind of quintessential turbo graphics games i I remember uh turbo rob turbo from when we used to do easy mode uh his favorite game i don't say all time but it was up there was jj and jeff what a shit game that is what a shit to show me, that is. He's showing me pictures of it. I'd be like, dude, that looks like trash. It's hot garbage. He thought it was it's the a most- little funnier in um, Japan where it's Kato and Ken um, because yeah. they can shit. Oh, geez. You can actually take a shit or oh, fart he, or something. He thought they were hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a no. bad game. It's a bad game. And I do believe it's on the mini. This- I, I don't have the list in front of me, but. You'll be able to play that abortion the moment it hits the mini. Um, unfortunately, the Legendary Axe game's not going to be there, which uh, Legendary Axe is... Uh, so it's got the uh, the hit system with the bar that reloads, uh, a la... If you've ever played Secret of Mana, you know how you like you hit it and the bar loads up? Actually, that was also in the original, which was uh, Final Fantasy Adventure or um, Seiken Densetsu 1. But yeah, like... When you hit something, the bar refills. And so depending on where the bar is, um, you do harder hits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But Legendary X was like that mixed with like Rastan or Rastan, whatever mm-hmm. people wanted to talk about, that Taito arcade game that yeah, I yeah, loved yeah. where you're fucking Conan. Um, 
And yeah, Legendary X was cool. And the sequel was even better. And it's kind of rare, but neither of those made the mini. Um, so there must be a license thing or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, but Keith Courage, I believe, made the cut. And I know Keith Courage. Uh, Kato and Ken made it, or JJ and Jeff. Um, and Splatterhouse will be on the mini. So that's good. Um, the arcade version, not great. A little more frustrating than the... Um, the the turbo graphics version that one's probably the best version the turbo graphics version it's just it's just the more balanced one um but um but anyway i want to talk about it just for a moment just to say like that that system uh so sorry i wanted to ask you did you did you buy or play or really get into that system at all when it was in its no i never semi prime (laughs) it's one of the consoles i never owned it's only a few Mm -hmm. consoles i never went in on and that was one of them and and mostly just because it was back then it was like uh i'd have my own money so mm-hmm. you know it was like i got a genesis and my brother had a super nintendo so that's what we had in the house and i used to play the demos you know back then we had a uh on the east coast we had a toy store here child world and uh, yeah they used to have all that set up and so i used to play it i think they always had keith courage as the like playable thing or bonk that bonk you could play bonks it yeah but so i like it i i dug it because you know the one thing they touted uh kind of like the genesis did too but turbo graphics really did it was the like look at the sprites big sprites <laughs> so yeah was the like turbo big, graphics you know? was capable of uh, yeah sprites bigger than the genesis it had a really good uh, graphics processor um so it could do lots of that and it had a lot more colors than even the genesis the genesis only had like I'm trying to remember, but if I were to guess off the top of my head, I think it was like 56 colors or 64 colors or something on the NES. Genesis got to like 5,000. Mm-hmm. Turbo Graphics was like 15,000. And then like, I think it was SNES was 20,000. But remember, that was like years later. And then the Neo Geo fucking the champion, 25,000 colors mm. or something or 65,000 colors. I forget. The Neo Geo had a ton of colors. Yeah, the, col- the Turbo Graphics color thing, that was something that was touted touted in the yeah. commercials oh yeah <laughs> so it's yeah you know so i guess i'll say this is kind of a teaser but pour one out for the the turbo graphics um but that mini uh just real quick when it does hit it's a hundred bucks and it comes with like 52 games or yeah. 54 games or something that's less than two bucks a game and you do get rondo of blood and you get a lot of the you know, you get the bonk stuff and you get the, you get a lot of the turbo and Splatterhouse and a lot of the turbo graphics games, you know, at two bucks a piece. Um, and then you also get the hardware and everything and the HDMI out and whatnot. Yeah. You mm-hmm. could do a lot worse. Um, I think it'll be interesting for people to just see this cultural, like weird thing that just never really took off in America. Right. Just, just come out here and, and you can just get access to it, but make no mistake about it. It is a little more of like a niche and you got to really be into mm-hmm. Eastern game design. Yeah. But, and I'll delve into it a little, a lot deeper in the I, lecture, but yeah. TurboGrafx is funny because, um, they also had the chip, right? They had cartridges, right? But they also had the chip cards. They, no, they, they were they all own? the turbo chip. They were all the credit cards. Okay. So those things I thought were cool and no one ever yeah. talked about them. And then the thing that I always felt funny that they never talked about, which was to me the most innovative thing, was the handheld, where oh yeah, the Turbo the, Express, yeah, that the chips, the chip card slid into that, and you just played mm-hmm. the same game on there. 
Absolutely. And like, you'd never seen a commercial for it. I'd never seen one in the store. I never knew one person that owned one. But it's I, like four hundred bucks too. Back that then, was the problem with you it. Know, back but. then we all read EGM and stuff. So yeah. you, if you were in the know back then, you know, you were you were in the know of that stuff. And you were like, that is the coolest thing. And at the time, you know, this is well before the Nomad and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So th- it really was like the first handheld that didn't have its own format, like a Game Boy, right? It's like you just slid the same it played the same games in the handheld that that was, was like crazy yeah, was man kind of like the concept of like either the nomad or i guess to a certain extent the switch because i think you could hook the turbo express up to tvs so I don't remember. I, yeah i'm pretty sure you could um, you know, i know there was there it was only in japan and it's super rare now it's like two thousand bucks or something but it's the turbo gt which was like imagine a ds style case for the Turbo Express. It yeah. was like a flip top, like laptop. It was old, man. Uh, it was, but, it was yeah. you know, nowadays you, you think, you don't think nothing of that. Like you said, with the Switch and stuff. And everything. Mm-hmm. Back then, you that shit didn't exist, man. Like you said, you had the Game Boy and you had the Game Gear. Mm-hmm. And maybe what, Atari Lynx? But there again, was the Lynx. Yeah. But, but again, all that stuff was their own format. Like it didn't look anywhere yeah. near Turbo Graphics, where you could just play it on a small screen. Right, you know? right. No, no, no. And the Lynx had a really good screen, and I think the Turbo Express had the same screen type. I think they were buying the same high-end screens. That's probably what jacked up the price so much. Game Gear? But not so much. Game, Game Gear. Gear did not have the high-end LCDs. <laughs> but they did have a TV tuna that I wish they I did. still had. I lost it. I had that stupid thing, and I didn't buy it. Someone gave me, gave me one. My buddy gave me one. So the Game Gear, uh, any young listeners out there, it was just this thing that plugged into the catchy foot and had a goddamn rabbit air antenna on it. Yeah. <laughs> and you could do it. When TV portable station. TV was a thing, yes, man, man. it blow your mind. It was amazing. They always showed you watching a football game. And I was like, there is no way you'd watch a football game on that microscopic screen. <laughs> like you could, but you wouldn't know what the fuck's going no, on. You're not watching anything on that little <laughs> screen, but it was cool, but man. Had a dial. You watch your stories, Trees. You watch oh, your, my God. You never, lose, never miss out on General Hospital. Yeah, um, because that's the audience for a game. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so also PC Engine, uh, TurboGrafx, sorry, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <clears throat> first cd-rom console so of course that's you know the big draw for me to talk about it but um but yeah well that's the thing right over in japan those you know sega nintendo and, and uh pc engine so you said right mm-hmm. PC engine yeah they were all comparable like they were all in the same race but over here mm-hmm. you know it just Nintendo was embedded and the Turbo Graphics came out two years too late. Yeah. It came out in like late 87 in Japan. Mm-hmm. It came out in August 89 alongside the Genesis. Yeah. It was not a fair fight. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, and they priced it higher. The Genesis was 189.99 mm-hmm. and they priced the Turbo Graphics 199.99. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, cool, but cool cool thing. Uh, the one other thing I did was I bought, um, uh, so right now, Games Billet is what they call it. Games Billet, B-I-L-L-E-T, okay. um, has a sale going on right now for those Konami collections. So there's the arcade collection that has like Gradius and Salamander and all that stuff. These are on consoles also. Right. Uh, and then they've also got the Castlevania collection, which has all the Nintendo ones and the Game Boy ones. And then the Contra collection, which has like the Genesis Contra and the... 
Um, actually, the Genesis Castlevania is also on the uh, Castlevania collection, but it's got the Genesis and Contra 3. So it's Contra and Contra Hardcore, and it's got the SNES one, or sorry, the NES games. Um, but the big reason I've always wanted these is they also have these like 80, 90 page um, uh, books on the history of this stuff. And apparently there's some really good stuff in there. Frank Sfaldi said there was some good stuff in there. Um, and, you know, he's a big historian. I don't think he was involved in any of those, but he just looked them over. And I think Chris Kohler also said that, that, like, there was some good stuff in there. So I've always wanted to look at those books. But those collections are 20 bucks, and I own most of everything that's in there. And so I was like, mm, there's not really a strong reason for me to grab these. Um, but they put them on sale for five bucks right now. And at time of this show coming out, they are still on sale. I think they're on sale for like, uh, right now when we're recording this on Tuesday, they're on sale for another like week, but they'll still have like at least three, four five days left when this show airs. Um, and you can get them for five bucks a piece. So I paid 15 bucks for all three. Right. Uh, less than 15, actually. It was like 14-something. Um, so I can read those books. And I got them on PC because these are Steam codes. Um, but I like them on PC because, obviously, I'm going to read the books. And no, there's no way to get the PDFs out of your Steam folder or something. People are like, why didn't they do that? And I was like, because you fuckers would put it on the internet on BitTorrents, and they know that. So they put it in the code. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you can read them. And I think that's a preferred method than trying to finagle it with like my big screen TV, my 4K TV with my PlayStation or my Switch or something. So... Uh, I can read on a laptop or I can put it on my desktop or something on my PC, but I picked those up. So that was a cool little thing. So I've got all those Konami collections. Um, so yeah. So if you want to games, billet has a Konami sale and you can get all three of those for like five bucks piece or you can get any one you want, you know? So sweet. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to reading about it, but <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, I guess we will. Oh, the other thing I did do, Trees, that I thought you'd get a kick out of was, because we talked about brick and mortar stores. Right. Was sometimes you brick and mortar stores, I, I put this on Twitter, I said sometimes you brick and mortar, mortar stores haggle you over uh, the price of a, of a boxed Contra. And sometimes they only charge you six bucks for an S-Video cable for the Dreamcast <laughs> and they're glorious. Yeah. Because on my VGA box for my Dreamcast, which I'll talk about what game I was playing in a minute, um... There's an S-Video port. That's how the VGA box worked. With with the games that weren't VGA compatible, they had an S-Video out on the other side of the box. Well, whether I was rough with it or something happened, but the S-Video just has like fuzzy output of the video and it was just too fuzzy and it wasn't working right. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to get an S-Video cable because the VGA looks gorgeous and Mm. has no problems. So grabbed an S-Video cable for six bucks. So drink and mortar stores. Still awesome. Mm. (laughs) So anyway. Nice. All right, so what you been playing, oh, man? God. Oh, God. Oh, on a side note, I, I pre-ordered my uh, HD retrovision cables. Oh, Quite cool. Equal. So we'll see when that when that comes through. It comes through. I'm assuming they come through. It's all on up and up. Yeah, no, it will. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, on the pre-order front, um, I pre-ordered uh, Doom in a tangible form, Trees. Nice. Yeah, the uh, Best Buy had the best deal. You get a $10 gift certificate. It's 60 bucks, but you get the $10 gift certificate. You get the rip and tear bundle, which everybody basically gives you if you pre-order it, mm-hmm. which comes with Doom 64. And they just announced that they added a whole new chapter to Doom 64 on this re-release. So I was like, cool, may as well get it for free. And I get a steel book, and it's day one shipping straight to my house. This guy. 
so I don't have to walk into fucking Best Buy. <laughs> nice. So, so I grabbed that, and I wanted to do the same with Resident Evil because they've got a really awesome steelbook for that one, for Resident mm-hmm. Evil 3. But I had already pre-ordered the game on Green Man Gaming, and they used to be able to, like, you just click, if the game hadn't come out yet, you just click to refund it, and they'd refund your money almost immediately. They don't have that option anymore. Now you got to, like, do a petition to get your money back. <laughs> and I didn't want to cause a big stink over that just to pre-order a fucking steelbook, because mm. I just don't think I care about it that much, but I really do want that Resident Evil 3 steelbook. So I'm going to try to get my hands on it once it comes out, unless a listener out there wants to donate one. But yeah. Don't feel obligated. No. Um, but you know what I did do? What? Much to your, uh, you're probably going to be mad at me yeah. for this or, or or think I'm stupid. I canceled the Final Fantasy Dumb. pre-order. Dumbest thing you've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. I have no nostalgia for it. I asked my wife. She goes, I've never heard of this game. I said, you've never heard of Final Fantasy VII? It's one of the most quintessential games. And she goes, yeah, and you rattle my ear off about a bunch of stuff, and I've never heard you talk about this game. I said, I probably haven't talked about it much. She goes, you don't have that much nostalgia for it. Like... She goes, you can buy it if you want, but like, if you don't have any connection for it, let somebody else get it. And I was like, yeah. And I don't even know if I want to, you know, I don't, I know I can get that game for 20 bucks in six months. I played the Kingdom Hearts. That's how I got Kingdom Hearts 3 for 20 bucks six months later. Which is on Game Pass now. Yeah, yeah, and see, I still haven't played my PS3 or my PS4 copy, so. Um, But yeah, so I did cancel that. I canceled that, so I don't have it coming to me anymore. Um, I'm sure there will be a really nice steel book when they finally, you know, 16 months or 16 years from now, when they finally complete all 19 ver- copies of chapters of this oh, I can't wait. this re-release. I'll have them all. Yeah, and so instead of doing that, if I get a hankering to play when that game comes out, instead of playing it right when it comes out, I'll play Final Fantasy 15. Mm. I bought it a long time ago for 20 bucks. Also, same deal with the sales. I should just play it. Which is also on Game Pass, so yeah, the royal edition, all that money, yeah, royal edition, <laughs> yeah, and I bought the royal edition, but mm. not that it matters. Well, it's funny you mention that because uh, <clears throat> I did one of those clearing out of games, those you know, you don't know, realistic expectations clearing out. Uh huh. One of those deals where I was like, all right, um, am I going back to this game? Am I going to finish it? All right, so uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay, had to go because I played maybe twenty hours of it, and I hit some sort of mission that was like I didn't like it, and then I'm like, am I really gonna? Anyways, that's been sitting on the shelf. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 on my PlayStation Four, and I'm like, well, I just downloaded the whole thing on Game Pass. Right, I don't need that. <clears throat> uh, Dragon Quest Eleven for the PS4 put a big chunk into that but it's been mm-hmm. so long since i played it that i'm just like i don't remember this game i think i got my <laughs> fill of it when i played it obviously else i would have kept playing it so i'm like that's going back in another game uh which i'll talk about in a second anyways those went back and i got like i don't know almost 60 bucks credit so i pre-ordered nice. the steel book the final fantasy Oh, so it's still available? Of course it's still available. Those things aren't limited. Who are you kidding? They made it seem like it was. Unless, I don't know. Unless they're going to fuck me. <clears throat> GameStop will fuck you. Uh, you will oh, pre-order yeah. stuff, and then they will just be like, yeah, we sold that to someone else. 
Uh, this homeless guy walked down the street. We just sold it to him. <laughs> but I pre-ordered it. Yeah, we know. Yeah, that's how games yeah, yeah. Yeah, we Yeah, we know you did, but it is what it is. That's what they do. Anyways. That's true. So, because I asked him, I said, um, do you still have the, the Steelbook, the, the Deluxe Edition? He's like, yeah, yeah. And they go, and you actually, if you pre-order it, you get 10% more on all your trade-ins that will kick in when you, like, get the game. Oh, nice. So he's like, you have, like, 50-something, 50 $56 credit here. He goes, but when you come in to get to, like, pay off the rest of your game, you get an extra 10%. Blah, blah. I'm like, fine. Perfect. You know? Um, so uh, two things I'll talk about real quick before the game I want to mention to you. All right? Because... It's been a long hiatus, and I played a lot of stuff over our break. And it dawned mm-hmm. on me when I was trading these games in. I said, "Ooh, Fred would probably like <laughs> like to talk about this for a second. Uh, sure. So the first thing I did was um, Sunday night, my night off. Uh, Call of Duty was not working. Modern Warfare. Huh. I kept getting some error saying that it can't load my profile. My online profile can't load it. Kept just hanging. And then mm-hmm. it started saying... Your save must your save. It's having problem downloading your your DLC or your save files corrupted. Do you want to delete it? The deleting it will delete all your stuff, like all the stuff you've earned in your wow, levels. Really? And I'm like, they don't keep any of that server side. So I'm like, no, I won't be doing that. So I just yeah. didn't do it. I looked up everywhere. I kept getting an error code. And it's basically, I just left it alone. Uh, long story short, it, w- it worked fine the next day, but it ruined my yeah. night off that I wanted to play <laughs> sure. play it on my night off. I, I went back to Titanfall 2, Fred. Nice. Played about an hour of that. That Holy was still, bit of goody. people were still rocking that. I play that still. Yeah. After a long week, actually one of my favorite things to do is buy a 22 ounce like IPA get home on Friday night, turn to my daughter and be like, hey, we're going to go out and get takeout for dinner mm-hmm. at 8 o'clock, but it's right now 6 o'clock. And so for the next 90 minutes, daddy's going to be downstairs just killing yeah. people in Titanfall. Yeah, it was fun. I had a good comes back to me right away. Even though uh, after playing Modern Warfare, uh, you realize sort of how limited the guns are in Titanfall. Like, you can't oh, do okay. much with them. You know what I mean? There's not attachments sure. and shit. There's that just game's more... more about being spry. It is. It is. Yeah. And you forget how much pilots a bullet sponge. Oh, yeah. It's brutal. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. It takes a lot <laughs> yeah. to kill these fucking guys. Yeah. Compared to a Call of Duty person, yeah. Do you, well, because back in the day, right, back, because that's the crew, you know, and I know people know this, mm-hmm. but, like, Titanfall is the respawn crew. That's the Infinity Ward crew. Yeah. You know, that was one of the big things Treyarch changed was you die quicker yeah. in Call of Duty. They, they've they sped up that loop. Yeah. Well, not only that, but me and my friends play hardcore in Modern Warfare, oh, which is like go down faster. One, one hit kills pretty much, which is like the mm-hmm. old uh, Rainbow Six when I used to play it in the old days. So yeah. I, I like that better because how much realistic. How bullshit is it, Fred, though? When you, you, yeah, but how bullshit is it in Modern Warfare when you're drilling somebody and they just turn around and kill you? And you're mm-hmm. like, but I was hitting that guy. <laughs> So now people just go down and it's most satisfying. Anyways. Bam. <laughs> yeah. You're done. I don't care if I hit you in the foot. You're dead. <laughs> um, so anyways. You slowly bled out over 30 hours. Played, but they're just skipping ahead. <laughs> played some Titanfall. And then I ended my night off by playing some PSVR. Because I'm like, only 
put this fucking thing on. I, I haven't always forget me- you have that. Yeah. I haven't messed around with this. You know, I had I, I did buy my Ultra Stardust VR or HD, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, but I had like a demo disc. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I forget what games are on here. Let me, let me pop this on. So <laughs> there's a game on the called like Battle Zone. Okay. And it's like inside the cockpit of like a futuristic tank. It's very actually, isn't it? Yeah, like the Battle Zone arcade yes. vector game. So like, it's like brought to yes, life. It's like Tronish. It is badass, right? Okay. It, I bet. It is it's like you're sitting in this cockpit and all the screens are flipping up very um very um what's the mech game? Um the big Capcom mech game with the controllers I used to love. Oh, um, I'm oh, blanking. Come on. How come I'm blanking? We're blanking today on simple things. Um, I know. I keep wanting to say front mission, but that's not it. That's not the one. No, Steel no. Battalion. Steel Battalion. So it's very much like that. Like all screens are flipping out in front of you with your name on them and you know, <laughs> yeah. weapons ready. It was awesome, man. But they're very floaty tanks, right? They're like Tron tanks. Right. Uh, so it has that s- smooth like strafing motion and back and forth and then of course you come out of the hangar and you go up into the battlefield it's very you know you know <laughs> it's very obstacle coursey tronish and it's a tutorial right because right? it's a demo so it's like shoot here comes some tanks shoot those but of course it's vr right so you're aiming in one direction while you're moving around smoothly in other directions and you have the full view of just looking around uh I was mm-hmm. doing okay, doing okay. Once in a while, my stomach would go a little like, whoa, right? But I'm like, I'm going to tough this out. I'm a grown man. This is fun. And then they were like, you know, shoot the swarms. And these swarms of like uh, drones were swarming around above me. So I'm aiming up and moving around. And uh, mm-hmm. I instantly started sweating. <laughs> And my stomach went, and I had to like instantly take off the headset. Yeah, because all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, this is getting serious. I got so sick, I had to go to bed. That was my night off. My modern wolf, it didn't work, and then I made myself uh, motion sick in VR and went to bed. (laughs) I'm like, what's going on? This is what happens when you get old. I cannot imagine. Yeah, I cannot imagine why I didn't buy the PSVR. Listen. Moss and Astrobot's really good. That's, that's Tetris effect is great. That I know. Thumper is amazing in VR. Uh, there's a bunch of good stuff, but anything like that is 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 rough. Uh, so then I woke up um, Monday morning, and me and my son sat down, and uh, he seen the cover of someone holding up a fish because I was scrolling through uh, Game Pass games. So we downloaded uh, Fishing Sim World Pro Tour. And uh, him ah. and me played like uh, two hours of fishing. <laughs> That's probably awesome, though, right? It's a modern game. It's 2019, right? There you go. And it's very much um, so. People listening, uh, I fall for certain weird uh, games. Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> a buddy of mine just texted me uh, because he's the one I'm going to pack. Yeah, the cancel E3 is getting canceled tomorrow. So by the time this comes out, the beginning of our show is going to sound like such a dumb conversation. <laughs> Listen, man. So we're recording this Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. I bet E3 got canceled. Maybe. No, because it's 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 going to happen. 
they're saying it right now. Like it's getting canceled. Nice. Um, everybody, everybody who works for major studios, Devolver Digital, and all these mm-hmm. people are like, "Yeah, cancel your plans." So they're canceling E3. They just haven't made the official announcement yet until tomorrow. But anyway, or today, depending on when you listen to this. Well, oh. yeah, this is coming out Thursday, so this oh, happened yesterday. Oh, really old. So yeah, yeah. This is, we dated ourselves here. <laughs> anyway, continue. So you had a nice relaxing fishing afternoon I did. With, this, uh, with the boy. For people who don't remember back in my easy mode days, uh, I would gravitate towards weird repetitive games like, uh, you know, like uh, Deadliest Catch, the video game. Poker. <laughs> I did. You know, I would crab in video game form for eight hours. <laughs> Playing pots, pots. <laughs> made no sense what I would do. Uh, it was always great though because everybody'd be playing like the new freshness and deadliest catch. Like <laughs> deadliest catch, the game. Yeah, um, yeah. Fishing games, hunting, Duck Dynasty. I, Duck. Did you ever get around to Duck Dynasty? Yeah, I did. Yeah, we okay. talked about yeah. Duck Dynasty. Okay, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. it was good times. Um, and then. Um, I did play the wild, the hunt, hunt, the hunt, the wild. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was on Game Pass. Pass. It's still on Game Pass, and that's an odd game. Anything where they let you level up and then customize your shit, I'm all in. You're in. If for some (laughs) reason, I don't care what it is. So this fishing game, if you look up the trailer, like the trailer they show you in Game Pass for for fishing simulator pro tour, there's rap music playing. Like they they are trying to like. Like listen, gritty, uh, gritty acid up. Let me tell you something. I'm playing this game just because of the uh, that crew that put together the trailers. They deserve <laughs> people to play the game for taking a fishing game and making exciting trailers. And of course, this is like you know, there's hundreds of sponsors, and you get boats, and you can get like boat wraps, you know. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, for the oh, different wait, wait. sponsors. You mean like skins and stuff? Skins. I'm thinking of like raps, like rap songs no, no, about no. boats. I meant, when you said boat, I raps. meant literal raps for your boat. Still have. cool, but um, yeah, you can like fully customize all your clothes, and then as you, it's like the old NASCAR games. Like as you get better, like win tournaments, mm-hmm. you get followers, and when you get a certain amount of followers, and then the um, sponsors want a piece of you. And then the, and then you you take on contracts with them just like the old NASCAR games and then you get their logos to stick all over your shirt Hell and shit yeah. and your boat, uh, and because it's a sim game friend, and I don't really fish, uh, it got complicated real quick because there's like <laughs> there's like hundreds You're like I don't know how to fish. There's hundreds of lures. There's hundreds of like yeah like yeah different weight uh you know fishing line. There's mm-hmm. the reels. There's all How much the rods. How's it gonna yes. fight you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All that. Stuff. I know a little bit about fishing. Not um, a lot, but I know. You, know, a you go bit. out there with your fish finder. So I, I, I'm almost done with my first season tournament. I'm in the lead. Uh, so your tournaments go longer. So it'll be like, like the next one I'm doing is like a half an hour real time. Uh huh. You got to fish. <laughs> go to find those fish. Come in first place. Uh, I like it. <laughs> I'm out of my mind because uh. I, there's something about it. Like I want to win my season because I want, I need to see what happens. I need to see if I get sponsors. I want that logo on right. my chest. I don't even know what those logos. I don't know who these people are, but uh, anyways, if anybody likes fishing with a lot of depth in it, 
like catching yourself some cap. His tree's got a game for you. You, go, you want some bass fishing? You get some bass. There you go. Fishing Sim World Pro Tour. It's on. It's on Game Pass. And like those train simulators where it's like, who's playing this? And uh, why is it three hundred dollars worth of DLC for it? Uh, this game's no different. Like there is a uh, DLC packs for like thirty bucks with different lakes and shit. Like you want that lake that's in Sweden? You gotta buy it. You want the you want the tackle box. Uh, You're buying the whole lake or buying access to you it. You buy like three lakes, you get like the season pass. You get three lakes <laughs> and a bunch of boats and, and new wraps for you. It's funny because we'd be like, get the get the equipment, the tackle box equipment bundle for like you know ten bucks, and it's like <laughs> they have trailers for all the bundles too. That's fantastic. And it's like it's like all new lures, new two new rods. See, but they're. They're 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 hustling, Holy right? Shit. They're, yeah, they're that's what I'm it. saying. I'm like, I almost bought all that DLC just to give it to right. Them. Like, I'm like, fuck yeah! Hey, like on this presentation alone, this is a fish, right? Game. And then you start you start talking yourself into it, right? Because right? you're like, well, it's on Game Pass, so it was free, and, and it's like, <laughs> and it wasn't free, but it, but you tell yourself it was free. I want a blue camel boat wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me but, it's urban camo. But, but, but Cuz you have no need for urban camo on a But boat. what I love is like it's not bad graphics, right? It's an Xbox One game. So it's like oh, I'm sure it, it yeah. looks good and like all all the shit is like 3D model like when you're looking at lower, all the lures and shit. And I'm mm-hmm. like this isn't like one of those I don't know how much the game is new. I bet you it's like a $30 game or $40 game. Um find out. Yeah, look it up. Um, but I listen. I've played shitty, like bin bin games. Right? You you've bought like some weird oh, yeah. like, fishing game or something, and it's it's not good. This is a good fishing game, and it looks good. Like whoever made this, Deep uh, Dovetail, I think is the 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 developers. The only reason I know that is because it's plastered all over the place, and I haven't signed up for a Dove. I know I'm so I signed up I'm so intrigued to see this. I I, uh, I signed up for a Dovetail account. All right, so I oh. part of the uh because it connects to the Dovetail like. So wait, what's it called again? I'm just gonna search for Fishing it. Sim World colon Pro Tour. <laughs> I love it. Oh uh, yeah, it is trademark. Yeah, no, it's all licensed. Like everything's licensed. Yeah. Uh, it is normally nineteen ninety nine. Actually, well, let me tell you something. So they're giving it away. Let me tell you something. That's uh, and you're right. It is Dovetail Games. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I signed. Friends who play, uh, so J Dub's playing it right now. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then uh, I have this friend called Trees Lounge Zero Zero. He looks like a very happy banana. Yeah. Last played one day ago. Mm-hmm. Got achievement. Yep. I got achievement in that thing. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, did. For what? Um, but if you see the, the giant carp pack, uh, yeah, you're not kidding. No. This is fantastic. It's well done. They deserve I'm, every I'm, bit of money. I might play this fucking play game it. just to see what it's like. Oh, there's a deluxe edition. Is there a trailer? I wonder what they charge you for the deluxe edition. Deluxe edition's 25, but if you have Game Pass, it's 19.99. You get 20,000 tackle points. <laughs> Yeah, Jackal Boys. You get a deluxe edition boat that's exclusive to the deluxe oh, edition. Don't tell me that. 
Don't tell me you, you get two in-game t-shirts, two in-game pa- uh, caps, two in-game hoodies, oh my God. and five lures. What? All the boat, the lures, the hoodies, the t-shirts, and the caps only available in the deluxe edition. Oh, those fuckers. They got me. <laughs> Don't do it. I know. For the record, don't fucking do this. Can you watch pull up pull up the trailer? Is there a trailer? The one that shows I'm on the I'm on the Xbox app, so it doesn't play oh. the trailers. But you need to see that trailer. Like it's so exciting. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. it. I'm gonna find it while you're talking about your shit. Make you watch it. Cause it's funny because you're like, how could they they went all out on this fishing game? But you know what? I love it. I, love, I believe you. I love pleasant surprises like that. And I love, yeah, I like people that don't half ass shit. Like there's nothing worse than like getting a, it's like pro bowling and it's, it might as well be a mobile game. You know, like, right. They phoned this one in, but they didn't phone this one is man. No, oh. no. I'm sure some dedicated, uh, proud fishermen went into uh, the design of this game. Uh, so I played a bunch of that. I'm going to play. So I got a, I got two more lakes to fish to end my season, and I'm in first place right now. So I can't. Good luck. Can't let it. May the largemouth bass be your, Listen, be let me your tell you friend. I was sweating the last tournament because I couldn't find the fish. A fish finder. Yeah, well. and, and I couldn't I couldn't get them. And I'm like, and I finally found the sweet spot where the bass, bass are hanging out. You know? And I, I, yeah, you need to talk to my, uh, I got an uncle who uh, was a bass fisherman, tournament bass fisherman. Yeah. My, my, tons uh, of trophies. My, my wife's um, um, dad used to do it back when he was younger. He did yep. that shit. He had the logos on the boat and all that stuff. Yep. Yep. So did my uncle. Oh, my God. My uncle Jimmy. Uh, was it, yep. I'll just say with six minutes left at, at a 20, I pulled it off. I caught nice. I railed in some at the last minute. Uh, Real quick, I want to point out my uncle is still alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just is no longer a bass fisherman. Yeah. <laughs> it was my <laughs> I was like, so was my uncle. <laughs> he just, he no longer fishes. <laughs> <laughs> a fish crippled him. He no longer <laughs> right. took him out. Um, you tell like the story of the, the 30 pound but, catfish that like took his yeah. leg. But, but let's get into this game, Fred, because it hit okay. me that I played a, a good chunk of it, but it was during our hiatus. And the other game I traded in was Death Stranding. Oh, so I, oh. I received Death Stranding for Christmas. Okay. And I proceeded to play a, a pretty good chunk of it. I want to say okay. maybe under 30 hours. Um, and you know me. This must have been up your alley since right. you like repetitious things yes. where you do the same thing over and over. Yes. And, you know, I was about to, I was all about delivering stuff. Okay. Uh, but I, I and I like the online aspect. I liked all the um, liking people's stuff, and I like building things. I built a few bridges and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't like the being interrupted by combat. If that mm, makes sense, because okay. yeah, I, I'm I'm familiar with the systems that are in the game, and I know the sequences you're referring to. So I know other people. I've not played this game though. I think other people were mad because it was too much delivering. And they wanted more of the other stuff, yes. more excitement. And I was the opposite. Right. I got mad when I'm just listen. I was happy just going from A to B, and then when it, and then two things would happen. You'd either run into these guys called mules, which would mm-hmm. sort of like the baddies out in the world that steal your shit, and uh, 
they have markers everywhere, and if you trip them, then they start looking for you, and you creep around, and then if they find you, you know. I was told you just go kick their ass because you can. Sam Bridges can just beat the shit out. You just hit one button, and you just keep kicking them until they go down. But they surround you, and some of them okay. like shields and shock shields and all this shit, and you lose your, your stuff, and it's just paying the ball. Okay, so they're dynamic at least. Um, or it would start raining out. Right, and that's when the um, you don't want to be out in the rain. Yes, I remember those trailers. Timefall, <laughs> timefall rain, or whatever the fuck yeah. it's called. And then the bad guys would come, and I can't remember what their names are. Bad guys come, and you turn 190 years old, and uh, you yeah, you got to creep around, and then you got to use your fucking baby, your BB unit, your BB, yeah, to find the. I forget, why can't I remember what they're called? That's how much it, it broke me. Because Hideo Kojima can't be bothered to use normal terms that we all use in the real world. Now, see, that's the thing is I'm not a I'm not a Kojima nut or anything. But mm-hmm. I like Metal Gear, but they were also stupid, right? So <laughs> they were. Like I love the first Metal Gear, but as you played them, they just uh, did. It Metal Gear Solid One has not aged well. The original Metal Gear is kind of cool for what it is I, and metal gear 2 on those msx ones like, are cool i tapped but, out on kojima on um four i think was four the playstation 3 still yeah and i really liked four but apparently i'm broken yeah but i mean story-wise and character-wise like i said tapping yeah. around that that shit was pretty insane yeah man, whatever man all the hot chicks who think they're uh something else it's yeah it was just a weird yeah. game and then like and I played the other one. I played um, five. Yeah, what's that? Peace oh. Walker. Yep. No. Oh, you're talking about survive. No. What no. is five's called? Five yeah, was the fa- well, there was Ground Zeroes Phantom. and the Phantom Pain. Phantom the Pain. the actual game was Phantom Pain. I played a lot of Phantom Pain, and yes, I did play a lot of Survive. Have we yeah. talked about that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've chatted about it. If you want to go I into it, we'll save that for a different day because I put. <laughs> More hours into that than I did fucking Death Stranding. I will eventually touch it because it's on Game Pass. I always watched it in the uh, I, for ten bucks. I always hovered over it in the red box I, where it's like just buy this. I talked someone on Reddit into playing it, and they got back to me and said they liked it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what all the. the it's all, probably likable. I don't know what all the. But all the, I'm just not a huge survival guy. But yeah, I'm sure it's likable. But any but uh. Yeah, so Death Stranding, when then you'd, you'd fight these the, the bad guys, and uh, mm-hmm. if they caught you, you'd get sucked down into goo, and then you'd go into a fight where you had to like throw your urine and shit bombs, and uh, oh yeah, I've guy, heard of those, like a squid guy, and then you'd win that, and then you'd die and you'd come back and then everybody i know that really enjoyed this game did not care for the encounters like that like they they tolerated yeah. them but it wasn't what they wanted to but do i really dug like like look you got to bring this package to this place way you know this new facility and bring it back online because that's the whole thing is as you deliver these packages you bring these pots back online you know yeah, you're eventually trying to connect the world bridge, coast to coast, I think. Bridge bridge people. Sand bridges. Yeah. Oh, Sand I get it. Or bridges. Yeah. Water, too. So. wonder what Die Hardman does. Hide to kill him. Die's hide. It's hide. hide, hide. <laughs> I'm sorry. <It's> 
that's what it means. It's, Anyways, that man is just living his best life. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'm sticking with the story. I really, and for the record, I'm talking about Kojima when yeah. I say that. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm sticking with the story pretty all right. Like it's the right. weird thing. It, it's not that the, it's not that it's like um. I don't want to say does, doesn't make sense. Like, like you follow what they're saying, but you just right. like it's it just yeah, it just this is dumb, right? It's just like boy oh boy, and uh, it looked. I really enjoyed the delivery part, which is weird, but I really did like delivering stuff and taking on missions. I liked I like loading up all my gear and like moving it around, mm-hmm. and fixing it on my. <laughs> In in the graphics, like like the visuals are amazing, right? Like it looks that I know, yeah, because it's coming out on PC and amazing. It looks even better there, but like I'm, I'm and like not gonna dip my toes at this point. How silly this his suit is, right? That it has <laughs> yeah. these like bright these you know, harnesses and brackets and shit all over it and on your arms and legs, and you could put packages everywhere, right? You put them on your arms, your shoulders, <laughs> yeah. your legs, your hips. Stack it up on your back in a ridiculous height, <laughs> you know, and all this. But what's funny is like it's so detailed, like like every little strap and and piece of metal like moves on his suit. Like it's it's mm-hmm. awesome looking, you know, and like it's got its own physics and everything. Yeah, it's great, and uh, you know, and you get to see that in full glory when you like trip and fall down a hill. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to carry all this shit, and uh, you fall into the water face first. Um, I don't know something about all that. In in that weird, the world's so weird, right? And so realized, even though it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like the facilities are so futuristic and cool, just for a delivery system, it makes no sense. Right. You know, sure, but they own it, right? Like they're they're very serious about yes. it. Yes, it's like so. I know, it, but after like so much time, and I did get to one of the big story chapters where the people tell me that sort of everything sort of changes and becomes like a different game and not really mm-hmm. for their liking. I think it's chapter five or something. Yeah, that at some point I was just like, you know what? I I think I've played the part I want to play. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if it's more of this without really a reward, because if I keep doing this, but then I trip that chapter five and it becomes something different, I don't know. It it didn't grab mm-hmm. me enough to keep playing it. Uh, I I did want to check it out. Obviously, like my curiosity of like what it was and and if I would like it. Um, but I, I didn't hate it, but I I got my fill of it if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really funny you mentioned that because um, I was watching. Uh, so my daughter has not seen all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, but she's seen a good number of them. Mm-hmm. So she just wanted to start over and just watch them start to finish. And we don't watch them all the time. And we don't, in fact, by a normal TV watching family's standards, were pathetic mm-hmm. because we've been watching them since like Infinity War was in theaters mm-hmm. and we're not through them yet. But she just saw Doctor Strange for the first time over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we're at in the timeline for people who are paying attention and care. Um, but uh, I was noticing Mads Mikkelsen has like 
weird goopy black eyes through that whole movie and i was like holy shit he's done this role before death stranding (laughs) so i thought that was filmed his pack yeah right right from (laughs) at the same time he just went around the corner just went to the next set yeah (laughs) so and you know the the, the whole the the bb thing Mm -hmm. you know was the the sort of I'm not sensitive to stuff. Like I don't get upset or offended, but I will be like, that's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, the sort of like weird callousness in the game towards the babies, like the BB unit uh-huh. and with it and how they get them. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's like, mm-hmm. wow. And, and the way they refer to it, like the one you, you're carrying around, uh, you find it in the beginning of the game. And he's like discarded. Like it's sort of like, right. oh, it's he's defective, so we just throw it out. <laughs> yeah, like, they're just gonna chuck it out. But you you found it and it responded to you, so it's like, well, if you want him, if you want him, he can he can be your unit. But we're just gonna chuck him. You know, kind of like kind of like you know, like a like a Pokemon movie or something. <laughs> Yeah, you just throw them out. You just find a random Bulbasaur in the woods. Just rolling down. <laughs> and it followed you home. <laughs> but, it, but that callous, like, and not even from, like, your character, right? No, just in general in as, general, like, their like, utility items in the yeah, world. It's not like other people being callous and your and your character's like, hey, don't don't treat this baby like that. He's even like, oh, whatever, <laughs> man. So he's shaking it. What's wrong with it? <laughs> fucking thing. It's like banging. It's acting up. Like, like, in the 80s, it's like, like banging the side of a TV when they're stuck. In the bed. <laughs> like, what's wrong with this stupid thing? Like they're they're very callous with it. And, and then, like I said, where they they um they get them from, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah. Kojima does. I don't think Kojima has kids. <laughs> I'm getting this weird vibe. Uh, actually, he is a family man with kids, but God. there is. I don't know if this is true of him, but there is a you know cultural concept yes. that yeah he was not very involved or, well that that traditionally Japanese uh, working yes. men who are especially who have the role that Kojima does mm-hmm. he's that high up he's kind of like a celebrity yeah. actually um, that he probably you know or that it's possible he was not very involved with the actual upbringing of his kids, but I hear he's a big family man. So for what it's worth, he likes hanging out with his kids. He doesn't look at them as a burden, but yeah, I bet the whole actual raising of them and, and a lot of the bullshit that you and I do, and <laughs> he the, probably was the, not involved with the BBs, right? It's a baby, obviously. Right. Yeah. So to my knowledge, there was a bill court, like a bridge is, baby. Yeah. It is a, a fetus, right? <laughs> yeah. And, but it's weird because I didn't obviously didn't play to the end. So I don't have the answers, but the level of consciousness that it has and intelligence it has is not of a fetus. It's maybe of something that's a little bit more aware of what's going on. And yeah, this is not eliciting the behaviors of because really, you know, if you've never had one, a baby does not much in that first six months. It sleeps a lot, it eats a lot, and it cries a lot. It definitely And it, the only reason it cries a lot is because it either wants to be sleeping or eating. Right. It, it definitely, it, it, you know, when my when my son was uh, seven weeks early, he definitely wasn't winking and giving me a thumbs up and approval <laughs> of shit. Exactly. So it's like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't follow the story through, so I don't know if these... <laughs> 
<laughs> these things are older. There's probably some fucked up answer to what it all is. Older but, brains yeah. inside of feet. I have no idea, man. I'm sure it's something weird like that. Some consciousness of some. My theory, and so nobody freak out if this is actually what it is, because if you've played it, you know, and if you haven't played it, you don't know. And I've not played it, so I don't know. My theory was always that this was like certain people being reborn. I guess. Yeah, but. it could be. Um, oh, Kojima being reborn, perhaps? <laughs> I mean, Whoa. you do rescue Kojima in Ground Zeroes, and then you go back, sorry, Kojima, and then you do rescue him again in Phantom Pain. Kojima was in my base uh, through the back half of Phantom nice. Pain. So, And then the other weird thing about that game is uh, Kojima's weird obsession with, like, living dolls mm-hmm. so there's that whole like the quarters that you hang out in as sam porter when he's off duty and, okay like, he's just sitting on a on a sitting on his bed okay but you can you know, look around the room you can make him pick up stuff and look at it uh you can look at him like different parts of him yeah that and i know you make faces do. at you so if you keep looking at his uh his crotch uh, you keep zooming on his crotch, which I did. Because mm-hmm. I noticed I did it once by accident, and he tells you to cut it out. And mm-hmm. I, I kept doing it, and he punched me in the face, like breaking the fourth wall. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And then, um, you know, you can look at his feet. He wiggles his feet. Uh, you can make him go over to the mirror, and then you move the sticks around to make him do different, like, facial expressions and stuff. And then you can also take selfies of it. Nice. Yeah, it's just, and then you get weird likes, like on Facebook for doing it. Yeah. Uh, then you can also go to the bathroom. You can have them do, uh, you know, number one or number yeah, two, or take the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was something weirdly satisfying about, like, you know, taking a shower and then all the drain water gets filtered out and you make, like, ammo with it. Yes, because, Pumps. yeah, and, it's to fight the squids. Yeah. And the, the, when you take a shit, and then on the side of the thing, they show little test tubes like flip out and fill up. There's something oddly cool about that. Uh, also, when you take a shit, there's a uh, screen on the outside of the the, the bathroom uh, with a big AMC riding uh, commercial for No Street nice. the show on AMC. Yeah. So. Well, because it's supposed to be, yeah. Yeah. That's odd. A lot of odd stuff. A lot of Monster Red Bull. I mean, Monster Energy drinks. If you want, you know, lovingly crafted. <laughs> nice. That you can drink. Well, you know. and if you remember, um, what was it? Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw. Juliet would freak out if you try to look up her yeah. stuff. So. But anyways, Death Stranding, Fred. Uh, I played it over our little hiatus. And uh, I experienced it. And I think that's really nice. all I needed to do. We'll leave it at that. Well, there you go. Sometimes you just know when you're done with a game. I was done with that game. So. It's time to time to move on. <laughs> uh, anything else? No, that was it. That was it. All I right. said, you know, Modern Warfare. You got the you got the battle royale that released today. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing it, so we can do this podcast. And uh, it's true. You know, that's it. I'll play it later. Maybe I'll play around before I go to bed. Check it out. There you go. 
Um, I have no interest in that. Those I'm glad that it's there, but Battle Royale. I love those games. Fucking hate. A lot of those, PUBG. So. Played a lot of PUBG, me and my friends. Yep. No. <laughs> Um, so I played two games I played through and we, I kind of talked about it last week. So I played through Resident Evil three on Dreamcast. Nice. Finished that. Um, did pretty well. Uh, but that game is, I remember people always saying it was shorter and there were a lot of parts of this where I did the Gandalf thing where I'm like, I have no memory of this place. Yeah. Um, that game is, so if Resident Evil games are like New York, hear me out on this metaphor. Okay. Resident Evil 3 is L.A. And what I mean by that is New York takes a small amount of real estate and stacks it into high rises Mm -hmm. and you put a lot in a small space, you know? And they do the same thing in Resident Evil 1 and 2. You're really in like three places, right? Resident Evil 1 and 2 and to a large extent, uh, uh, what is it, Um, Code Veronica, are the same formula. You have three main areas. Uh, There's always like the mansion or the police station. And then you've got like, you're out in the world kind of like sub hub. I think uh, I'm trying to remember what it was in two, but I remember, you know, in the mansion, it was, you go out to the garden house and stuff like that. And then eventually you make your way to the labs and you wrap up in the labs. And that's just kind of like how it works. Um, Resident Evil 3 is like L.A. in that L.A. can't do high-rises because of the San Andreas Fault and all that stuff. You got earthquakes. So they stretch it out. L.A. is a city turned on its side. Everything, Everybody needs a car because you have to drive around. <clears throat> Resident Evil 3 is the same thing. You'll go through this whole area. They could have had a field day with Easter eggs and puzzles right. and things for you to do. But no, it's like three rooms. Each one's got one item. <laughs> <laughs> and then you combine them all together in like a fourth room and you move on. <clears throat> but there's a million places to go. Mm. So I'm curious to see how they're going to stretch that out in um, the new re-release. <clears throat> but of course, the big thing is Nemesis. And so not to belabor the point because we chatted about it last e- uh, last week, but what I want to just stress, especially if you pre-ordered this or if you want to know what to expect from this game, is you know a lot of people didn't know Mr. X very well because they never played the second time through Resident Evil 2. So he was kind of a novelty when they played the re-release, the remake of Resident Evil 2 because they're like, oh, this guy I didn't know was in the game is like here and now he's prevalent. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of wandered around. He was this lumbering big guy and he was nerve-wracking when he was chasing you, but you could get around him. Right. He never moved faster than you. And so you could get around him real easily. And then if you go into a safe room, you're good to go. Well, Nemesis is very different. Nemesis is much faster than you. He can run faster than you. He hits you hard and he knocks you to the ground and you can't get up and you have to spam on the buttons to get up quick. And he does like a third of your health, if not more. And he's got a rocket launcher with homing rockets, you know, and yeah. Yeah, and there there are battles that I had many times in Resident Evil 3 that I had forgotten about where he just straight up kills you and you'll lose like half an hour of progress or something. You got to go back and redo all this fucking shit before he showed up because you know he's going to show up, you know? I think that's going to be a change of pace for Resident Evil 3 fans who go into this next one. Um, And uh, this game has a ton of ammo in it. Trees, you know, you know how the Magnum is always like a rare ammo. I think in Resident Evil 2, I had like 24 Magnum bullets for the whole campaign. Trees, I had over 250 Magnum bullets. Mm. 
in Resident Evil. When I finished the game, I had over 200 Magnum bullets. I had a grenade launcher that had over 100 bullets in it. This is And I had over 100 shotgun shells. This is in three? Three, yeah. Three is an action game. Mm -hmm. Because I heard... It is not a... uh, I heard um, Resident Evil 2, the remake... Mm-hmm. I heard they were pretty generous with the ammo opposed to the original. They're going to be, yeah, this is going to be more generous than Resident Evil 4 levels of ammo, I believe. Nice. <clears throat> and so it'll be interesting to see how people feel about it because it's less scary and more. Changed, the scariness in this one is going to be the tension. It changes the tone of it when you have right. tons of shit. Well, and the whole idea is is a little more Resident Evil 4. So I guess that's what I learned from replaying this is just how on to Resident Evil 4 they were with 3, mm. right? And, and, and how they create that tone. Because what's going to bother you in Resident Evil 3 now in the remake, unless they change it, which I don't think they're changing it that much, um, is instead of you worrying, okay, I know there's a couple zombies hanging out in this hallway and I've only got like two bullets left. What do I do? Do I shoot one in the kneecaps and try to get around the other? Or what do I do? It's going to instead be, you're going into this new area constantly that you don't know what's going to happen and a door will fall down and you might have enough ammo to deal with it, but it's literally like 10 zombies and can you handle dealing with 10 zombies regardless of whether you've got the ammo or not. Because 10 zombies is a lot to deal with, especially in the remake. Right. Like, they could really do... Three zombies together could really do you damage. And then you've got Nemesis, and he's fast, and and he's not Mr. X. He's not slow and lumbering. He is on your shit. And then they just announced that he can break into safe rooms. Mm -hmm. With Mr. X, you would run into a safe room, and you'd be like, no, you got me. And so the idea that uh, Nemesis could just break in and be like, I'm here, bitches. I don't like that. I think I told you that last week. Like, yeah. I don't think I'll play. Cause I don't think that's going to be compatible with you, my kind of game. Um, I don't like... Uh, oh, I'm looking, forward, I'm looking forward to them fucking with me, and that's exactly why I'm going into this game. So if you don't find mass appeal with everything they do in this game is them fucking fucking with you and you got to come to terms with the fact that you will die Mm. you will die and lose progress and if you're not good with your saving you'll lose a lot of progress just know that going into three three is gonna be something different (laughs) it's gonna be something else i think in a modern three like you said in the the one you played like if you died you lost all that progress and you would have to do it over I think in three, if he knocks you out, like knocks you down, down and out, I should mm-hmm. definitely treat it as like you got knocked out and you just come to and like you don't lose much. Well, and I think people who played early were saying there might be a checkpoint system. Yeah. So you might you might get to go back to when the encounter began and to be clear encounters with nemesis are like even more crazy than mr x like it's he's like hanging around a whole area you know and you are in large portions of you cross a large portion of raccoon city in in resident evil 3 so anyway so i'm looking forward to that uh that was fun to play but a little more frustrating than i remember and I, the Dreamcast version does a, two things you'll really like, though, Trees. So if you ever 
I, I now can say Resident Evil 3, the definitive edition, is Dreamcast. Here's why. One, they cut the shit. You get a infinite, like, it's infinite times ink ribbon at the beginning, and they're just like, here. You get an infinite ink ribbon, which the other ones still made you collect yeah, different ink ribbons as you use went. Use up inventory slot with ribbons. Yep. Yeah. Well, and it's sitting in your um, save box, like your, your storage mm-hmm. box. So you just keep it in there and you're just always ready to save whenever you want. Nice. The other thing they do is Jill is the only protagonist in this one. There is, you'll meet Carlos, but like, it's not like a, you know, Chris and Jill kind of thing, like, or, or Claire and Leon. Like it's just one campaign, Jill. And, um, so in it, she has nine unlockable costumes. In the PlayStation 1 version, I think she had five unlockable costumes. And then there were like mercenaries mode and stuff. You could unlock more. And then the PC version, they raised it to nine. The Dreamcast just gives you all nine at the start. So when you start a game, it goes, which costume would you like for Jill? So, you know, people have made fun of her little mini skirt with her tube top mm-hmm. and her like sweater around the sides. Well, I picked something that's a little more practical, but she's still, she's wearing a push-up bra with the cleavage, mm-hmm. and she's wearing a silk blue blouse in my version that's buttoned up, but she keeps the top two buttons oh, yeah. undone, you know, probably both for leisurely and for a little bit of attention. Oh. Um, she's wearing some tight black slacks, and then she's got pumps, Freak. black pumps, which is great when you're trying to make your way through a city like, you know... They're no Manolo Blahniks, but they'll do. They'll do. Um, so so that's how I rocked it. But she's got all kinds of stuff. You can wear the classic police costume, stuff like that. So I don't think they're going to be all in Resident Evil 3, but they definitely do a lot with unlockables. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't think the more scantily clad ones will be uh, in the <clears> new one. Uh, she still has the tube top and stuff, but yeah, they're, they're a little more respectful about it. They, they made it a little more practical. He's- I think it's a tank top now instead of oh, a tube okay. top, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, and actually, I'll give a, I'll give them credit. The unlockable costumes that are in the Dreamcast version and that were added in the PC version are actually more full clothing costumes. She was actually more scantily clad with the default costume and everything around there. And it's funny because they go back to the old cutscenes, and they didn't redo the cutscenes, you know, and they're not in engine for the classic ones. So it was great because she'll be rolling, you know, in like basically a business attire when I'm playing. Mm-hmm. And then it'll go to a cutscene, and there she is in her little tramp gear. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and the other game I'm playing, which I'm pretty far along. I don't even know how many hours because it doesn't keep an hour clock on the Uplay thing, I don't think. But I'm still playing Watch Dogs. Oh, okay. And Trees. So I have a special connection to that. I think I mentioned it before, which is Chicago. Yep. It is not a it is not a correct Chicago, but what you'll do, and this is probably what they do also with Assassin's Creed, but those are mostly European cities, and I haven't been to Europe. Um, going to Spain for the first time in this coming up spring, so you know a year, about a year from now. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, with it, what'll happen is you'll come to like areas like you know, the little castle that's on the Magmile or the Willis Tower, formerly the Sears Tower, or something like that. And that's to scale, right? It looks right. It, it's appropriate. But the area all around, it's just not right, you know? <laughs> or, like, you would think that because we've got the, the lakefront there, you would think that, like, 
based off of this that we have a bunch of marinas and yachts and everything, which those do exist on Chicago's thing. But Lakeshore Drive is mostly just a highway where you can see some of the richer boats, you know, just parked out there. But it's not all like marina yacht culture. Right. And people aren't, you know, in this one, it's all sidewalks and people have like, you know, like newsstands and like uh, little baguette places. No, that's not, that's not how it works. You got to go into the loop. Uh, But uh, anyway, but I do like it and it's endearing. And, you know, I can see where people would be annoyed because it is the Ubisoft formula through and through, right? bunch of icons and you just go do them Mm -hmm. but i'm not really into a lot of the stuff that like is initially in the game where you like stop crimes or you fight cartels or you do races and stuff like that but the one thing they do that's interesting and unique is as you go through the campaign they introduce these things called investigations some are like scanning qr codes on the camera system some are finding dead bodies of a serial killer throughout the city some are um there's a whole human trafficking trade oh yeah this earns its mature did you ever play watch no i never did the so there's five acts and act two is all about human trafficking and we're talking about like they get kind of nitty-gritty nothing graphic and sexual nature but it's definitely implied and like talked about like you find yourself uh aiden finds himself in a whole thing of like he goes to a meetup and next thing he knows he's in this underground club where underage european girls are being sold as like Girls you can torture, manipulate, kill, murder, rape, like all kinds of, you know, have sex with, own as like slaves, like all that kinds of really bad human trafficking Mm -hmm. stuff. And they, they, you know, you go to an auction and they are sitting there in thongs and topless and just kind of being paraded around and stuff. Like it gets... Right? You know, like it gets, and it's not for like titillation, right? Like I remember some people frowned at, and I just thought it was kind of hokey and I roll my eyes at, like in the saboteur where you would go to like the the underground titty bars and you could just like see naked girls do strip teases. And again, the same thing is, right? Meanwhile, two years later, we introduced that in GTA 5 and it was like nobody said a thing. Right, right, (laughs) right. But uh, in this one, it's not for per se titillation. It's more for like reality. Like it's more for like, this is a real living, breathing world. And regardless of how you feel about nudity in video games, like this is how a human trafficking like sex trade would operate. Right. But it does introduce an interesting thing of like when I play this because Autumn could walk right, in and like right. you got to deal with this. Now I'm playing it on PC. So the good news is I'm doing it on a desktop with uh, headphones in. And I do not care about nudity because there's not like there is sex implied and stuff. But there are, I mean, there are times where you break into like part of this sex trade and or like you go into the ghetto and um people are like in a hallway of an apartment complex having sex, literally having sex in this game. Okay. And so there's just certain things I don't want Autumn to see. I actually, because she won't understand what's going on, I don't mind if she sees a girl in a thong and topless walking around. 
she's seen movies where that happens. And as long as there's no actual like sexual activity, we really don't bat an eye at that in this mm-hmm. house. And I've talked about that before. But the sex stuff, yeah, I'd have an issue with. So I've just tried to not play it during the day. But yeah, a lot of that stuff is in there. Um, and I don't think it's a... I don't scold the game for it. Like, it, it's actually kind of refreshing to see them... Well, I don't think they, you know, they do just a good enough job of not getting graphic about it, but making a whole plot line point about it that I think they've handled it about as good as you can expect, to be honest. Um, Games weren't ready to tackle the nitty gritty of that. And I, I think in today's real interesting, you know, progressive world, like people aren't quite sure how that's supposed to be handled and everyone's got an opinion, so you can't make anyone happy. Mm. This gets the closest to, I think that's why we didn't hear about it, right? Because it didn't, it it just kind of like made a realistic plot line about it. But anyway, once you find out about all that stuff, you can go find and hunt down all the people who were at that human trafficking auction and see them brought to justice and stuff like that. And this is all completely optional stuff you can do. But it's interesting because once you do them all in a in a certain type of like thing, whether it be like the gun running or the sex trade or the QR codes, you unlock a final mission that's like a story mission that's like a bonus single story mission that kind of wraps up that stuff. And so it's kind of that's cool side content that I yeah. like. And the the campaign is long. Like you know, again, um I'm in the beginning of Act 4, and I've probably put 20, 25 hours into this game, and I've mostly just mainlined story missions. Mm. Um, But they are long, like, you have to drive all over the place, but the L makes a good fast travel system and stuff like that. But they just have you do a lot of stuff. And it is some stuff that you could easily dismiss away, like, oh, the sneaking is not the greatest, and oh, why, you know, oh, you sneaked the last time, but can you sneak and kill everybody this time and all this stuff? And so, yeah, I could see the criticisms, but God, it's, for me, it's just like what I needed right now. It's just the right kind of action third-person game, and it really is like... Ubisoft gave a shot to say, let's take the Assassin's Creed engine and try to make a GTA with Mm -hmm. like cyberpunk techno concepts and see if it worked. And it's working for me. And I think I like Aiden a little bit more than most people like him. He's a little one note and head up his own ass a little bit, but I don't mind being him. And for the most part, he tries to do the best he can. He just can't walk away from, you know, a good opportunity to hack and fuck shit up. And he doesn't want to work a real job. There are people I bump into at work all the time that are like him. Yeah. (laughs) They just don't want to work. But so like, it's my guilty pleasure right now. And I'm really enjoying playing it, you know? And and I think, you know, this, like I try to stick to one game at a time, but when I'm playing a game like Watch Dogs, which I knew was going to be 30, 40 hours or like those long games like Metal Gear, I need to have like a shorter game to switch off to right. every couple of days and stuff. So, um, so yeah. Well, nice, so, nice, man. I don't think it's yeah, so as I, a guilty pleasure as you think it is. I don't think Watch Dogs is like, was ever like the worst thing i think it just i just feel I think like just yeah maybe the negative games press just well, railroaded it and i just took that for gospel yeah, I, I don't, don't know think, not among gamers i think it was just i think it was just the sameness of it of the ubisoft games and i think it came yeah. out at a fortunate time when people would kind of burned out on far cry stuff 
And you know what I mean? And it was just like, that's why I, I didn't should play point it. out I have not played like a Ubisoft ass game in like over a yeah. year. I think last year around this time, I usually play one Ubisoft game. I played Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. Syndicate, which shows you how far behind I am on those. Um, so it's been about a year and I haven't played Far Cry 5 or any of that right. stuff. So <clears throat> it was good timing. And I own all yeah. of these. So I'm since, just an idiot. I own Far Cry since 5. Since Far Cry 2, like 2, 3, and 4, like I played like everything you could do in the game of Far Cry. And I've only played three, um, so I, I own four and five. And then, you know, played. I also dabble mm-hmm. in the Assassin's Creed games. Uh, those right. are hit or miss. Sometimes I don't always get, like Syndicate, I don't think I got all the way through, even though I really liked it. I really dug um, Syndicate, but I understand. But the the point is, so when Watch Dogs came out, it just was like, nah, I'm, I'm going to sit back on that one. You know what I mean? Like, I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it might be a little dated now. That PC port is rough, Trees. Not that you're a PC player, but for those out there, I'm really starting to reject this whole idea of everyone out there talking. They're like, well, new consoles, or you could get a PC. And again, if people don't know this, let me just say this. This is not me criticizing Games Press, but the reason Games Press really like talking about PC versions Mm -hmm. is because they all have press accounts on Steam and Epic that let them download whatever the fuck they Mm -hmm. want. And so for them, it's much easier. They don't even have to request a code. It's much easier to play the PC port. And they probably don't know a whole lot about new tech, so they're not trying to force a square peg into a round hole like I am when I'm trying to get a PC game to do HDR and Dolby Atmos and all that stuff. And so when frame rates are like hitchy on non-optimized games like Watch Dogs, my G-Sync monitor is tearing from time to time. Like it's it's so all over the place that that G-Sync monitor can't quite keep a stable frame rate during certain portions of Watch Dogs. For the most part it can, but you get to like a random cutscene or a really busy area and all of a sudden it gets kind of juddery and it's like, what the fuck? Mm. And like with a G-Sync monitor, you almost never see that because it adapts to the frame rate. And so it's weird to see. Mm. And you only see it in really poorly optimized games or games that you're pushing really hard. I'm running Watch Dogs in 1080p, Trees. My fucking... I have the the second strongest card on the market. It should not be struggling right. with a game that old at 1080p. Um, but it is. And it's because it's so poorly optimized and I'm really cranking it up to the top notes. So even if you have a gaming PC, my strong recommendation because of how long it is, especially if you want to sit on a couch or something, and it's such a long game, I recommend it. That game is on sale right now because it's part of PlayStation Hits for like six bucks on the PS4. And I'm sure it's dirt cheap as well. Maybe not as cheap because it's not part of a PlayStation Hits thing on Xbox, right. but grab a console version, just play that one. If you remember, that was a mid-gen thing, so it's on 360 right. yep. and Xbox One and PS3 and PS4. Yeah. But that, grab a console version of that game if you're going mm-hmm. to play it. Was that around the time um, Black Flag was out? Yes. This was Ubisoft dropped. In yeah. fact, Trees, so, that's why Watch Dogs did so poorly. I, I was heavy was, into Black Flag. Yes, Black Flag and Watch Dogs hit around the yeah, same time. Yeah, because I was going to say, uh, Black were, Flag uh, was out for both also. Because I play, it was the first game right. I bought with my Xbox One. So if you were waiting for the new consoles, you had to pick between... You could have bought both, but most people would pick one or the mm-hmm. other. And Black Flag was just so it good. good. Yeah, Watch Dogs can't hold so a candle to it. I think that it. was it just the can't. deal why I didn't yeah. play it. It was also on the Wii U. 
Yeah, was it? <laughs> Surprisingly enough, I saw that at my GameStop recently. It's like four ninety nine on the Wii U, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" Get it to have it. <laughs> I know, right? There's a part of me. I'm I'm still going crazy on those uh, at GameStops. If you find four games for four ninety nine, it's only ten bucks. Mm-hmm. And every month I'm getting those five dollar coupons, so it's only five bucks for four games. And trees, I've been having a field day with it. I recently bought like Soul Calibur four and like Dante's Inferno, uh, you know, Inflection Edition. I could just do another go around of that and grab like the uh, the, uh, <laughs> the the Watchdogs as mm. well. I might do that just to say I have it because I've got like. I've got like a collection of like 25 Wii U games and it's all the quintessential shit that got re-released yep. on the Switch. But anyway. So yeah, Watch Dogs is my guilty pleasure. I'm having fun with it, but I'm looking forward to wrapping it up and I pre-ordered Doom Eternal, as mm-hmm. you know, so I'm hoping to wrap it up right around next Friday. Next Friday is spring break, so I, my wife and I, my wife only works two days a week, so we each took a day of PTO and my day just happened to be Friday, March 20th, which is when Doom Eternal comes out. And so I'm looking forward to just jumping into it. I love the 2016 Doom, and I did not feel a need to replay it. I played through that day one on PC, ran like a dream. It was gorgeous. Played it in 4K60, and I'm looking forward to grab it on Xbox One this time, Trees. Um, It's HDR and Xbox One, Dolby Atmos and all that stuff. And... um, I'm just tired of dealing with PC shit on that. And now Doom is doing, Bethesda's doing their own launcher thing. So even if you buy it on Steam, you have to run the Bethesda launcher. Mm -hmm. And I just don't like the idea of having my games in so many different environments right now that I can't keep track Mm -hmm. of. Ubisoft, I'm fine because I own so many Ubisoft games that I'm just fine with it. And EA is the same way. But Bethesda, I don't buy that many Bethesda games. And I own most of them on Steam anyway. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. It's easiest just to have them in one ecosystem. So I grabbed it on on, uh, Xbox One. And I'll be looking forward to playing that on Xbox One X when it comes out. Excellent. On next Friday. So, yeah. So we'll have another time from then. I won't have any games to probably talk about. We'll talk about bullshit. Mm. But it'll be fun. You know, why not? Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure you'll have plenty to talk Always. about, and you never know what kind of shit I'll get into yeah. in the uh, upcoming days. So, that's good. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, we're at the two-hour mark exactly. I like it. All right. Well, then I guess until next week, keep gaming. Later. later. So helplessly, like you find me.